Hello and welcome to the Saladcast. Happy Salads third annual Game of the Year awards awarded yearly on a year by year basis. Uh, it's just after Christmas, sometime. Don't know what day after Christmas. Several days. Big wow. boxing day, and then another day, and then this is another day after that. But it's, it's not your New Year. I think it's the twenty eighth. It's Crimbo Limbo Day. Yeah, twenty eighth the day. The day the day. It is the twenty eighth. On a Friday. What's a Friday? Wow. I knew. So yes. Uh we've got a lot to get through, I guess. Uh so no random oh, this time. Uh let's get the no no none of our usual sections. This is a special podcast uh with our crazy uh crazy awards. Made with goat. So uh Award Master Rob with the list. Award <laughs> Master. Award Master Rob, better start us off. Alright, I guess we should, like, caveat everything before we go that these spoiler awards alert. cannot include. Yeah, spoiler alert potentially. And well, um, maybe. these, um. Well, there are certain games that we can't include in our awards in the most. for the most part. Um where we haven't actually played them, so it's not exactly right of us to factor them in. No, this is our game of the year. Yeah, so, you know, it's only what we could have got round to. So the game... (laughs) It's not what we could have got round to, it's what we did get round to. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What we could have got round to is theoretically everything. So I should mention the games that we won't talk about, I guess, just to sort of say that this is why we're not including them in the awards. Okay. So, uh, in this list of note are Assassin's Creed 3, Sonic and Sega's Racing Transformed, uh, Spec Ops, Trials Evolution, Dust and Legion Tale, Journey, Walking Dead, Final Fantasy XIII 2, Need for Speed, Most Wanted, Jeez. any sports game, the World of Warcraft <laughs> expansion, Pandaria thing, Dishonored, Hitman Absolution, and anything to do with the Wii U. And all the rest of this shit I've written down that I'm not going to read out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bearing in mind, so- you've got some uh, Walking Dead content coming your way, because uh, we've, uh, two, at least two of us have got that for Christmas, so yeah. we'll be... Uh, yes, Walking Dead we will talk about in the new year. Dust and Elysian Tale we will talk about in the new year. Indeed. I'll probably get around to playing 13 too at some point, because I'm in an RPG sort of mood of late. <laughs> and one of us will probably eventually play Assassin's Creed one day. Yeah, I think probably. you've had enough Assassin's Creed on this podcast to last your life. So, uh, <laughs> there will be more. There will probably be at least more. two games more because none of us have played Revelations yet. No, Assassin's Creed fatigue set in. The, our laziest sequel of the year, twenty twelve, was it? Uh, I think it, it was. might have been. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we won't talk about those, or we might in some cases. And also, uh, let's start with the housekeeping then. I guess, which is the twenty eleven game of twenty twelve. Indeed. I said the best game of last year that we played this year. Nominations, nominations though. No, no there aren't many. We, we, we're sort of... We're playing new games. Or older. Yeah. Or older than 2011. So I've only got two nominees for myself, because they're games I actually played, um, which are Burnout Crash and Saints Row the Third. Sacrilegious. Uh, the only other one I could come up with was Binding of Isaac, I guess. Okay. So, what are your feelings? See, I'm sort of torn on this one, because Saints Row is a hell of a game. But then Burnout Crash is so ridiculous. <laughs> duck, 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 Dr. B. Won't you help me, Dr. B? Gold! Well, I have to say, I discounted Burnout Crash. I don't, I'm not sure why. Did it not get good reviews or something? I'm yeah, a bit confused. Well received. I thought it looked really quite fun it is quite fun like I saw you play it it looked pretty yeah. epic it's just it's just mental <laughs> yeah okay Love the Martha how come you only got around to it this year 
Um, waiting for a sale. Yeah, because Rob <laughs> doesn't like to spend money. My usual plan. Yeah. No one likes to spend money when they can help it. That's, I don't, it's very rare that I, I don't always... know if, you just, if like waiting for an Xbox sale is you can help it, because they're so sort of infrequent for the things you want. That's true. Well, it's yeah. like the Steam one, where it's like you can help it. You just wait until Christmas, and then you're always guaranteed to save money on something you want. That's true. Well, let me, let me put it this way. It's more like... Uh, the Xbox doesn't really have that many sales, and the sales are a benefit that gold members get. And it's like, if I'm paying for this fucking service, I'm going to get my money's worth out of it. Which means, wait for the sales. Indeed. Which are rare, and most often crap. Which never buy res, because it's never going to go on sale. God damn it. <laughs> so are we thinking our 2011 game of this year will be Burnout Crash? Maybe. But, but, but then the Saints Row. It drops... It's the Saints Row got plenty of rewards last year. Well, is that how we're basing it? Like, we can't we can't award it because everyone else awarded it last year or something. Probably. No. Don't see why not. Saints Row can totally be in it. It was a hell of a game. But it's not one of those... It's weird. You it's it like, yeah, I've, I've finished it. And since I finished the main campaign, I've not really had the desire to go back to it. Like, I originally thought, well, maybe I'll go back to it and play it for a bit as a zombie. You know, just to hear what the voice acting is like. <laughs> but it's... I haven't. I, I I think I exhausted what I wanted to do with that world. Which is a bit of a shame. So it's a tough beat. Oh, fuck it. Let's go. Yeah, I think Burnout Crash. Burnout Crash! Cause, you know, because of consensus, I guess. Check it out. And Neither check it out. seemed that fast about Saints Row. Burnout Crash seems to have garnered more attention. So by that logic... I don't know. Saints Row looks kind of cool, but I don't know. It just seems a bit, a bit. I don't know. For me, I don't know if I like. I like open world stuff, so I'm more attracted by like. I know it's the ridiculousness that's what's that's yeah, what's awesome absolutely. about that's, it. That's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, exactly. That's the draw. Um, it's a shame THQ are in trouble, but uh, hopefully they'll get out of it with their humble bundles and shit. Yeah, go 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 buy Saints Row. And get tons of other stuff as well for free, probably. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, that's finished now, isn't it? The THQ yeah. bundle. But that's a pretty good sales, I'll not expect, in the... Uh, oh, yeah. The, they'll they'll, 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 keep, they'll keep doing this. It seems to be working for them. Well, they have to. Indeed. It seems to be working. So, yeah, 2011 game of 2012 is Burnout Crash. Burnout Crash. Highly recommended. Talk, 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 talk to me. Lobster Monster. Oh. You still haven't seen the Lobster Monster. I still haven't seen the Lobster Monster, I know, but I think it's in the last area, so... And I think I saw a screenshot of it online. Next category. Next category. I don't know quite how to split this up exactly, so I'm just going to, like, normally I used to go sort of like, good category, bad category, good category, bad category, but I'm just going to go down the list in which I've written shit down. I don't think we have ever had enough bad categories to really do that, though. I think actually one year we had more bad categories than we had good. <laughs> or like the first year. Yeah. Maybe. Anyway. The next award for the game of the year 2012 is the best game that hasn't really come out yet. Not actually an award, really. Nominees are. <laughs> Nominees are Don't Starve and Kerbal Space Program. Wasn't there another one? Well, we thought about adding Dust 514 because it's in beta, really. Yeah, I guess. Um, but I don't think it deserves it. Yet. <laughs> I guess if there was any kind of expansions that came out this year, you could add them to that list. To 
like, I don't know, if we, if we wanted to, if, well, if we cared about any of the exceptions that came out this year, like, I don't know, any of the Battlefield free ones or the World of Warcraft, they'd all go on this list because they're not actually games, they're just things that came out. I think that's a separate thing from a best category that's not really out, that's like best expansion, but we haven't really gone We haven't got that category, we don't, we don't go, No, because we don't do DLC that much. <laughs> so you might as well put them in there. No. Well, we haven't played them either anyway, so how can we judge them? And there was the Eve ones, of course, but those have all been distinctly non-events this year, unlike last year. They're not really <laughs> expansions, I guess, are they? Those things, they're just sort of... They, Sometimes they're just, more things, expansion even than others. Yeah, but things just keep evolving with Eve on a steady basis. I mean, they they some... occasionally give them names, but they don't really sell them. Well, no, because they don't sell expansions, because that's their whole... <laughs> The whole scheme, they you pay more per month, but then you never pay for the expansions, unlike World of Warcraft or whatever. That's the way it's always been. I guess, but it's hard to say that there's a, a saleable item there. By that logic, <laughs> there it's, it's, it's not really a separate thing, it's just the game in their case. Well, I expect if they packaged up the amount of content they put out in those in like a year into one thing, then they probably could sell it if they were working on that plan. If you're playing World of Warcraft, you have to buy every expansion pack now to just get in the game. No, or do I don't they really special starter packs? Or I don't think you need to buy. You don't, don't need to consume the content. You can just keep playing on the old content. I think. But so, what happened, like when Apocalypse? Oh, I don't know about that. Or no Cataclysm. That's it. I thought but, they heavily patched the game, and yeah. then and then so everyone got it. But then, I don't know how that worked. Can't remember. Anyway, they just added new areas that were. Because they redid the but whole world, but everyone that was one got, big pad. And everyone got the redid world. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then the new stuff was still just separate areas. Yeah. So anyway, I think this can only really go to Kerbal. <laughs> Probably. Kerbal is pretty awesome. Especially with the new patch and stuff, it's quite a lot cleaned up. Yeah. Comparatively to when I first saw it. Is it still alpha? And it's quite <laughs> Well, if you want to call it alpha, I mean, it is technically, but I mean, what the hell does that even mean now? No, it's it's money in, for it. It's yeah, in this paid. case, it's more like a paid beta, isn't it? But that shouldn't exist, paid beta. Anyway. Well, it depends, really, doesn't it? If you've paid for it and you're still getting enjoyment out of what you've played so far, which in Kerbal's case is actually a relatively solid package, regardless of where they're going with it. Yeah, it's like it doesn't feel like it should be point one eight. <laughs> yeah, it's at least close to full. It's like Minecraft was for all those years, wasn't it? Really, after a while, it was actually you know what this is actually pretty fully featured at this point. Yeah, I guess Minecraft did at one point where they, they saw Minecraft sort of had the same thing where it's like it'd been a really low version number for ages, and it's like just like actually this is sort of near the release. Let's just wrap that up. Let's just make this. A Let's one. make it look a bit better. Yeah. <laughs> I go up to like point eight and point nine, <laughs> and then release it, <laughs> and then everyone can go best game ever, <laughs> like officially for some reason. Yep, Minecraft, fuck you guys. So the winner is Kerbal Space Program. Blah, 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 blah. Check it out; it's yeah. pretty good. And it keeps getting better. Can't get it on Steam though, girl. Well, you can link it to Steam. Oh, yeah, that never counts. Get, yeah, they need to. I suppose when it gets properly released, maybe Steam will get interested. Well, that's true. It, you know, because it is a paid alpha or beta or whatever. Maybe that's why. Yeah. But I, mean, guess- I think Steam have a certain limit of like how much of a game that has to exist in a game for it to be on there. Maybe. But then again, Steam, uh, like you can pay for an early access key to Dota 2. 
Yeah, but that's their own game. Yeah. They're allowed to do whatever the shit they want. <laughs> I know, but that's kind of, they're not... Don't usually... And, and Dota 2 is rules. almost finished anyway, and it's been always finished for like, practically the whole year. <laughs> but it's still not out, and yet, you know, you're paying for access to a Vita. It's like, if, if you can do that for that, then they should be able to do that for Kerbal. Was that not on this list, Dota 2? No, I actually haven't played it. All right, fair enough. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> we okay. can't, can't judge. It's probably good. All right, moving on to the best aesthetic or artistic graphics. Ooh. I have a number of choices here, a couple of which we haven't technically played, but I've seen quite a bit of footage of, or went and looked at a bit more of it in preparation for this. We had in some entries last year for this that none of us had actually really played as well, okay. like Rayman on El Shaddai, um, things like that. So, the nominations that I'm presenting to you are The Unfinished Swan on PSN, Dust and Elysian Tail on Xblar, Fez also on Xblar. Guild Wars 2 for the PC, for its painterly aspect. And Journey, for being entirely orange. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Your thoughts? Any to add? Wait, which category is this? Are we doing both of them, or just one of them? This no, is yeah. aesthetic for now. Aesthetic art style. Right. Tepretes, rather than... Man, that is pushing some serious pixels. <laughs> I don't know. I think there's any other ones in particular that I can think of for aestheticness. Hmm. Yeah, it tends to be the India well, India games. Although I, there is a couple of other thoughts, I suppose, on that front. I mean, clo- people closure. It seems to be coming up a lot this year in terms of the aesthetic thing with its hand-drawn, stark black and whiteness. That's the game where you have to manipulate the light and things only exist when they're in light. Um, Closure. It kind of sticks to its premise fairly closely, but I'm not sure it's the... It doesn't, you know, it's clever, but it doesn't stand out to me as, I'm like, hey, that's that's pretty, you know, that's, that's a wow factor thing. Right, right. And that's partly where I go for, for, for my aesthetic thing, is that it's generally just got to be consistently awesome throughout. Which is why, I don't know, how familiar are you with the unfinished swan? Not at all. No, really. That looks really cool. It's like, um, uh, it starts out completely stark white and the only way you can see is by throwing paint into the world and it creates like paint splats on walls and things and you start to reveal the world around you. Yeah. And how to handle it. And then... And then as it goes on, sort of extra aspects start getting added, like shadow. and But it maintains this consistent, like, super stark look and with a bit of paint splashed in. Yeah. It's a, it's a really cool style. Anyway. I didn't really see any of it after... Well, you know, I didn't... I don't think when I saw it, I even saw any further than just the very start with the paint. I didn't see what the act was because it's like that didn't seem like much of a game at that point because there didn't seem to be anything to it. But then obviously there was actually more of a game there. I just never bothered. Yeah, to it's, pay it's, it's it's all, it's an evolving thing. The way that that, that game looks it never goes full on like super high quality texture maps and all that kind of stuff. It's it keeps its uh, look throughout, which was nice. Uh, Dust and the Legion Tale has to be noted for the sheer. You know, one man drew all that. I don't think that makes it good, though, really, uh, well, necessarily. It, it does look damn pretty, and the animation looks pretty fluid, and it's astonishing that it was done by one guy. 
truly is. What was that, my one guy? Dust, Elysian Tale. Oh, right. The graphics, well, the graphics and the game, and it's pretty much all one dude. Mm, and it's like, and, you know, the... the I suppose the fact that it's one guy, yeah, does, shouldn't, like, make it... No, 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 heavy, but, but it's still. the fact that it's... Yeah. It's, 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 it's the fact that it actually is a really pretty game. And it's done by one guy. And done by one guy. It's just, yeah, unbelievable. Um... Fez has to be here for its uncompromising, super awesome pixel art stylings throughout. <laughs> it's like it's hard to single out Fez for its graphics alone, though. The thing that make that made Fez was everything. You know, everything comes together. It's not just the art. It's not just the that's true aesthetics. Not just the subtlety of the <laughs> where the the clues and things are actually placed in in the same art style and all that stuff. It's it's you know the whole package, the way it feels, the way it plays, the mechanics, and the sound, of course the soundtrack. Yeah. So it's a, that's a hard one to separate out as just aesthetic art, but it's well, still it's quality. quite distinctive. <laughs> like uh, just the art, even it's mm. quite distinctive. But I don't know if it's uh, beat all those other entries. I have to say, Guild Wars Two looked quite quite nice. Guild Wars Two is nice. It's not just a it's not yeah. just World of Warcraft again. It's, no, they've it's got, got something special. They've definitely tried to separate themselves with their splash of paint look um, which doesn't just pervade the cutscenes and all, all our, it's like it's in all the menus and the way that the, the menus even appear is sort of um, sort of swoopy and a bit splattery in places there's like certain ways that it uh, skews the way things appear is quite nice um, a few games the map done is quite thing, all sort of painty I like the map the map's yeah. cool a few games have done painty stuff like Okami and stuff in the past yeah but uh, not I don't know. I don't know. Okami's probably a um, probably a better example. Yeah, of, of that. Well, that was amazing. Because, you know, because they went, they yeah. went. Yeah, they went full on with that. There was. I had an XT version come out this year, but you know, it still looks like a PS2 game, unfortunately. But it's awesome looking. Yeah, it's a great looking thing. I think. I think the the resolution update will make it slightly clearer than it than it. Yeah, it was probably was. It suffered a little bit, I think, back in the Wii and the PS2 era. Mm. Just because of yeah, it's a bit, a bit blurry. So, uh, what are your uh, leanings on this category? Because we haven't mentioned Journey yet either, really, in any oh, detail. Right. Okay. But again, hard one to judge because we haven't really played it. Look really, um, really cool. Like but it is again one of these, yeah, one of these games that can keeps its look consistent throughout the whole thing. Um, and again, the whole aesthetic is tied to not just the art; it's about sound and about the interaction as much as it is just the look mm. so there <laughs> yeah I don't know where I lean on this one to be honest because they're all great entries personally it's like I'm not sure we can give it to Journey out of not playing but it's worth mentioning definitely worth mentioning highly, men highly worth mentioning Guild Wars I'm impressed by it but I kind of the world is almost too clean cut in places. It's like, it's very pretty and very like they've gone super saturated on the color palette and um, things like that. It looks nice, but the actual world isn't really part of that paint aesthetic, if you know what I mean. Mm. Yeah. Kind of. Even if the characters do kind of animate kind of goofily in certain ways and especially the Asura. <laughs> well, yeah, they were awesome. It's uh it's pretty cool. I think it's a toss-up between Fez and Dust, personally. Unless you guys have got some other more just 
aesthetic things. Oh, actually, I suppose we, sh- we can add splice to this. That's okay. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, so well, I don't know. This thing's really nice in that. It's like, again, it's, it's like, I suppose it's how you make your puzzle game stand out is to have a, a really cool look to it. And that definitely does with its through the microscope, grainy, yet highly uh, scientific look. <laughs> highly scientific. Yeah. <laughs> Fake science, you know. CSI science. <laughs> yeah. What would you say between dust and uh, fez? In terms of the graphics there. Well, we can't give it to dust because we haven't played it. It's the rule. Okay. <laughs> okay, so by default... By default, it has, to go, category. it has to go to Fez. Congratulations, but, but Fez. And, takes uh, a lot of awesomeness and the fuck end sequence. <laughs> I don't know if that was awesome aesthetic graphic. Really. No, probably not. But <laughs> it was it, like crazy shit. Yeah, it's just fuck. I take effect is pretty cool, you have to admit. That's yeah. kind of part of it. It is not. <laughs> There's some good science there. But I suppose that would be more like the rotatiness and the pix that was it the Trixel engine would be if we were to give it technical graphics it would fall into the next category. <laughs> which is which is best graphics technical. Nobody's so, are. Who managed to squeeze the most awesomeness out of the hardware it was running on, or generally just made it look te pretty. Te pretty. Te pretty. So I've only really got two nominees for this because I'm not sure it's really been a boundary pushing year. Mm. Yeah, people have been gr- stuck on the consoles. No, nothing amazing came out on P- from from Naughty Dog on PS3 because uh, we're waiting for The Last of Us is last next year. Us. So it's left to the first party dev on uh, the Xbox, and it, there's only really one of those, Microsoft. Yeah. yeah. Well, Halo, Halo Four. Halo Four. I thought was really super <laughs> impressive. Just with what they've managed to get the Xbox to do, it's kind of catching up with the top-tier PlayStation titles. Exactly. It was impressive, actually. Halo 4 looks... I mean, with all... I, I mean, mean, some of the animation is a bit off. Like, some that, classically, some of the faces are a bit funny-looking. But the... I like Del no, they're Rio. They're a lot better than they've ever been before. Oh, yeah, they've been better. They're much better than they've awesome. ever been. And Del, Del Rio looks pretty cool. I like his facial animations. More than, more than Lasky. Lasky is probably the weakest, annoyingly. And you see him quite a bit. Um, My only real problem with it. Nice. You know, yeah, her her facial sense. animation was subtle and well done. And the world looks great. And they upped resolution or appear, apparent sharpness of the world. Don't, I can't really... I think it may be the same as Reach in terms of its uh, actual render res. Yeah, but... I mean, it almost feels like they've... Sh- it, it does look cool, but it almost feels like they've shoveled on as much, like, lighting effects as they possibly could or whatever. Well, like. maybe, but it's good at it. Yeah, in the early stages you know of the I mean? game especially, it's Bloom Central. It's like a pretty girl that's, like, but a bit too much makeup on. Like, just a bit too much. Like, a bit crazy with the eyeshadow or something. Well, yeah. It's a bit far. And, yeah, as I say, I wouldn't base... I'm not basing this really on the first level where it is just every light just goes shing across we, the entire width of the I have visor. another category, actually. Um, <laughs> Best most, use of blue. No, most bloomy bloom game. Most bloomy bloom. It blue. goes between Halo 4 and Mass Effect 3, I think. Although Mass Effect 3, like, when you're running towards the Reaper at the end, that is bloomy bloom bloom city when it's, like, blasting right, yeah. shit. <laughs> and it lights the In entire fact, all of London. White. All of London yeah. is, like, basically bloom city. Bloom town. Yeah. Welcome to bloom town. Population. Bloom. 
which was really effective actually in the it was really good it's like it felt like a horrible place to be like you're light my eyes I can't see yeah when when something shoots and it just goes and everything lights up bright white everything. yeah constantly anyway so that was pretty cool uh, Mass Effect 3 graphics they were fine they were improvement on 2 but they weren't like top they weren't, they weren't mind pushing blowing things, no so. they weren't really pushing what they did with 2 really I mean so, some of the things that have always been a bit off for me with Mass Effect have been like when things sort of splatter mm. I don't know there's a sort of like bleh sort of effect that sort of just disappears <laughs> Some of the backgroundy stuff was pretty cool. Like, like you're in, you're in basically a trench, like a level. Like, mm. there's no way where you can go, but there are like fucking reapers like clambering around on the moon. Yeah, like. and you know the skybox. Um, um, looking up at Palavan with all the reapers actually yeah, yeah. flying around. That's up the there, one I mean. The battle yeah. going on was pretty cool. No, that's all right. But yeah, I don't know if that's technically hard anymore. No, it's, it's it's just an improvement on. No, exactly. In, in actual fact, that's one of the. <laughs> one of the weakest points of the look in Halo 4 is actually when you if you because most you have a zoom the entire time is that sometimes if you zoom on the stuff happening in the distance you can really tell that it's like super low quality right well yeah you it's know, inevitable you know uh, the, the most standout one is in the first level where you're like you first see the Covenant fleet when you open the blast doors and you zoom in on one of the cruisers and it's just just a triangle pretty much. Right, okay. You know, it's pretty low texture, pretty low poly. Mm. And it's like, you know, fair enough, it's at a distance. But I can zoom on that shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what was our other one? Max uh, Payne 3. You suggested Max Payne 3. I did. It's now, I have seen this in action as well, and it is pretty good looking. Pretty good looking. Um, I, I was most impressed by its animation. The main thing more is than, the... More than the actual yeah, sort of... It's the attention to detail pushing. rather than the pixel pushing, I think, in, of stuff in the world, like the animation, and li- like little details like your clothes getting more and more kind of ragged and stuff, and all the physics and stuff, because mm. well, it's got the kind of momentum and weight stuff from... I, don't, I can't remember what that stuff is called, you know, all that, because Rockstar went crazy with that emotion. Oh, Euphoria. Stuff. Euphoria, that's it. So it's got all that stuff going on, which is really cool, like, um, when you, like, roll and fall on things and stuff, and mm-hmm. when bodies actually pile up on top of each other and stuff, that's quite nice. And they don't go on about it quite as much as EA's Infinity Engine. <laughs> yeah, they haven't gone crazy, although there was the typical Rockstar marketing push on that stuff, but, uh, yeah, it's a good-looking game. Um... Uh, yeah, I like the contrast, like especially uh, between like the Sao Paulo, so very bright sort of slums and everything, and the uh, but New York sections, grey, mm. dark, you know, snowing New York, and New Jersey stuff. It's cool. Uh, it's, it's a good looking game, but I don't know technically. I, I haven't seen it on console actually because I play it on PC. It runs, no, this it runs is true. really nice on PC. Yeah. Really nice. So that's a good achievement considering there are worst looking games that run terribly crappy yeah, yeah. so um, uh, oh, yeah for me it was the little again as you say the little things like how he holds how holds the gun when mm. you're using how he holds his other gun in his hand sometimes mm. when you're using another one rather than it just disappearing and or it has weight yeah. hovering on his back somewhere <laughs> yeah exactly so I don't know if that's I mean obviously that's technically difficult to do that animation stuff that's some of the hardest stuff to do isn't mm. it rather than just putting some uh yeah, your latest ocular. I need to make this thing a little whatever. rounder. Yeah, just add more polys, or some kind of a fancy shading effect to hide it. You got any uh, thoughts on graphics this year? Technical graphics. PC. You probably. <laughs> 
well, like rainy longer. I was contemplating <laughs> putting Planet Side in here, but Zach and I came to the conclusion that it wasn't. It looks pretty, and some of the scales of the battles that it, it, it you, that you can see in that game are pretty nice. But and the biggest but here is the optimizational issue in that it doesn't run very quick on my machine, which is let's be let's be frank, kind of mid spec to low now. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah, it doesn't scale very well, basically. And even on a on a, on a high rig, I don't. Well, you didn't seem that pleased with how it runs sometimes. Well, it's like <laughs> it runs fine, and I've got everything to not. Well, I think it's mostly all the way out, but not quite. But it's still like I can tell that it's probably stressing my machine more than most other stuff that I play, and it still doesn't look that amazing. Yeah, it doesn't look as good as Battlefield. I think is my problem with it. No. And you know, part of that is because of what's going on and the and the scope of the game, but yeah, but yeah. So I, I feel like I don't want to include that because it's not really not really doing anything new. So my feeling is that Max Payne Three is probably the best looking game of the year. Me playing it on PC, however, Halo Four probably a more of a technical achievement. Yeah, given the limitations and where we are in the console life cycle, yeah, I mean, pretty, the, the fact I'm more that, impressed by Halo Four. I think we mentioned this on the podcast when I first told her that, when I first brought it out. The fact that they are still somehow pushing the Xbox's boundaries yeah. seven years after launch. So I'd be so happy the thing? to go for Halo Four six or seven years. I can't remember. I think it's seven. So, what do you think, Zach? Personal opinion. Well, that makes sense. So. <laughs> I didn't play even that same piece, so I can't comment on that. So it has to be Halo 4, doesn't it? Halo <laughs> 4 is the winner! Did you think it looked good, like a good looking game, Halo 4? I guess. You guess? <laughs> I don't know. Do you care about <laughs> it? looked like another <laughs> Halo game. No, but it's the prettiest Halo it game. It looked quite a lot prettier than past Halo games. If you look at like 3, or <laughs> you can't compare it to I know, three. but like, I mean, 3 compared to like, I don't know, or 2. So I'm compared, really... to, compared to Reach. I mean, that's the closest yeah, sure. comparison you can I make. Really. I think I don't remember enough. Because Reach, Reach was a big jump. Reach was quite a big jump. Graphically. It was a big improvement, I yeah. thought, over three. Anyway, anyway, but they've added all their dust filters and crap. So now it looks pretty sweet. The yeah. fog kind of looked a bit shitty on that level. Yeah, okay, I will, I will, I will raise, I will agree with you on that one. Yeah, the, the, the fog in the jungle level looks a bit rough. Well, it looks as rough as fog normally does. Yeah, it's the classic where it's just like it just sort of fades to a black to a flat color at some point. Yeah, it's like, the, like the you know classic draw distance fog. Yeah, I don't know if we want to bring up Far Cry here actually because I wouldn't say it's as good looking as Max Payne Three. However, it's pretty impressive that it, it renders all that fuck tons of foliage constantly without slowing down at all. Yeah, the, the, and the, looks the really volume good. of grass looked pretty cool. Yeah, there's a lot of foliage as uh, foliage. as uh, Large would say. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and the, the characters look pretty good, but I, um, especially the way they kind of look you right in the eye. Um, but what about uh, the bears, uh, how the bears look? How's the bear look? Is not particularly good. Eyes. They just look like a bear in um, in Skyrim or in the or in the <laughs> Red no, Dead. No They're bears. not like super bears. <laughs> super They're bears. not like the ultimate bear model that I've seen. <laughs> anyway, I just saw them. Indeed, Halo 4. Agreed. Best, Best technical graphics technical, Halo 4. Next category. Alright, best surprise. Quel surprise. <laughs> Quel surprise. Quel dommage. 
Any this here? Just a... Is that, no, that means surprising birthday, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Um, Born surprise. So I have, I have four nominations for this. Um, Zach can chip in if you've got more to add. My first nomination is Far Cry 3, because I'm not sure anyone really expected it to be as good as it seems to be. I didn't. I'd, I'd seen the E3 um, demo, well, and yeah, I was not the, impressed yeah, at all. Yeah, E3 did not boobs. paint it in... Yeah, <laughs> Obviously. Even, even with the boobs, it didn't paint it in a strong light for me. It's like... And in a, in a weird way, the story beats that seemed interesting seemed to be the game's weakest point. Other nominations? Other nominations. Fez for the second half of the game. Well. Nobody knew that was Arguably coming. that wasn't really a surprise for us. No, not for us, but I guess, because we knew it was there. But just in general, the fact that it existed, nobody really saw that coming. No. Um, uh, Dust and Elysian Tale for it just actually the accomplishment and it actually get you know, someone putting it out there and doing that much work to get the fucker released. It's incredible. Um, and Black Mesa for... For being you know, a lot better than I expected. Actually just coming out and... Actually coming out after all and, this time. And even though it's still got finished. And looking all right. Yeah. It's close enough for well, me. It's, re- it's released, you know, it's finished and it, they're going to do the ending as DLC, I guess, is how we could think about it. But. It's a much longer game than your average first-person shooter these days. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Should we talk about first? Should I talk about you got first, much to add, Zig, to the nominees? Uh, yeah what no what was, <laughs> I was thinking about like probably FTL because that pretty much came out of nowhere I guess proved, what the, the surprise that it proves Kickstarter as a success I'd heard but about I don't FTL know if that's a surprise I'd, I'd, Rock Paper Shotgun had been going on about it for quite a long time like they'd seen I I, I, I knew about it quite a long time before yeah but it didn't really have any well because it was a Kickstarter indie game it didn't really have any kind of well, it didn't, it didn't have it. any hype train, did it? No, that's true. Apart from the fact that it was the first proper Kickstarter release. Um, speaking of games that Rock Paper Shotgun go on about and that t- take forever to turn up, how's Spy Party going? <laughs> I, I've got an, <laughs> oh, yeah, an art style now. I saw that. Jeez, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been years. That's been going on a while. Anyway, okay. Uh, Shall I just talk about Far Cry Three a little bit there? Um, yeah, just break it down. Just that. Um, what's the surprise about it? I guess the su- surprise for me is that it's because it's kind of going back to the kind of Far Cry One um, setting, right? The Pacific Island after Far Cry Two was in Africa, or whatever. Mm. But for me, like Crisis is much more like Far Cry One, obviously because it's the same developer than this. Mm. This is a lot more like Just Cause. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. It's not. It's a bit more grounded than Just Cause, but um, a little it, less flying around with a grappling hook, attaching explosives to people, and then sending them into the sky. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It's more standard shooting, I guess. But can't uh, take down a chopper by riding on its windshield. Mm, not that I've seen. I haven't seen <laughs> helicopters yet. Yeah, but uh, I guess it was a surprise. I don't know what we were expecting out of it, but uh, it's just Far Cry Jill's just been so meh to me. Like, since the first one came out... Far Cry 1 wasn't really open world. It had giant levels, but no, it wasn't it was, open it was world just at all. Kind of, it was kind linear. of linear, yeah. yeah. But it just rendered a long way. Yeah. Um, I guess I might have been expecting it more if I'd played Far Cry 2, maybe. Perhaps. Because yeah. I hear this is basically Far Cry 2 with everything fixed and more fun. Mm. Uh, but, uh, yeah. It's pretty sweet. And that's a surprise. <laughs> uh, it's just a 
crazy open world fun. It, it's a, basically for me. It's it's like I don't want to say it's like uh, I, a lot of people seem to be putting it in for like game of the year already. I don't know if we're talking about this. We won't not talk about game of the year yet. But um, uh, for me, it's like I'm not sure I'm judging it right because it's like all the shit that I like in a game. It's like open world. Mm. crap and first person shooting that's really nicely done and like stealth it's like all the crap that I like shoved into one, one thing game. Yeah. yeah I see your point yeah so it's a shame I couldn't get so the writing I like it. right well I don't know it's pretty it's pretty it's fine I mean like because I haven't seen the ending or anything so I'm, I haven't been disappointed by it but I wasn't expecting like it, the story is like most of the time you're just off like having fun by mm. yourself or whatever so the story isn't that important apart from in the story missions obviously and even then it's like I can see like the character the the bad guy dude is really cool and well acted but you can have a, a you can easily have a film or whatever with like awesome crazy characters where the plot is just crap just dirge, yeah. yeah so that's what this is for me I mean to be honest it's bordering on rap, <coughs> bordering on racist the <laughs> storyline of like the the white guy coming to this island full of natives and he being the chosen one and having tattoos and becoming all powerful and showing the natives the way or whatever that is Perhaps, yeah. a, like a that's a kind of a standard trope isn't it um um in in uh in films or it has been mm. slightly slightly dodgy trope <laughs> but apparently it's slightly inverted like because it's like you're just a dude or whatever, and then suddenly you're murderizing everyone. But at least people are lampshading it, and they're like, "What the fuck are you doing? Why are you murdering all these dudes?" And you're like, "Hmm, good point." So it's like, what are the motivations of you? Hmm. My motivation is to run around, have fun, and shoot fucking tigers and shit because <laughs> it's hilarious. And to flip over jeeps and like uh, stealth into bases and all that crap. Anyway, surprising the fact that it's good, and it is good. All right. Black Mesa, uh, um, I'm, I was, I thought it would be good. I, I think I was more surprised by Far Cry than Black Mesa, because, you know, Black, the thing is, I sort of, if it was ever going to come out, it would have been good, because it's... Based on a good, a it's already, best yeah, game. Yeah. It's already, it's already got a hell of a grounding. For me, the surprise is that it's... And it's just making that modern. But as, as a big Half-Life fan, the surprise for me is that it's so good that it's almost... Certainly, the way I will play that game in future. I, I, it's not like, oh, that was good, but I'll go back to the original. It's like actually going forward, this is better. I might just play this because it's it's Half Life. I thought they made a few, like some of the decisions, like from what you showed me, even on the it is on hard. That one little yeah. It's, it looks it looks crazy difficult. It's pretty hard, um, and some of the areas they've opened up a bit more look that possibly add to that. Like, you know, one thing that kind of annoys me a lot about sort of shooters is enemy accuracy at extreme range. Right, yeah. With, like, the regular assault rifles. SMGs. And these, and yeah, and these yeah. guys seem pretty goddamn accurate. More accurate than you can be. That's true, yeah. And that really but annoys that was, me. That was in the original game. But, yeah, that is a, a bit dumb. They should have turned that down. That's a def- and because, of, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of exacerbated by the expansion of some of the areas of the game. Yeah, true. But I think it, they, they, they've done a good job of, like, giving the feel of, like, the Black Mesa and sure. making it bigger in the places where they would probably have wanted to make it bigger at the time, but they couldn't mm. because of memory constraints or whatever it yeah. was. They're like, here's... It's actually massive. Like, they were trying to kind of yeah. hint at... I think, I think for me it was not the surprise that it was good because I kind of figured it would go that way. If but it came out. Yeah, it, that was the surprise. <laughs> right, that, that it came it, out at all. They actually finished it. 
and the, the and it's interesting that like the, the it's all their quality control because I I thought that bits of it would seem older. And the, oh well, they, and, they, they, yeah. they wouldn't have done. They, they it wouldn't be consistent. Well, I thought you'd have some bits that were modelled years before and didn't look quite as good as newer bits of it. And oh, like, I see. What you but mean. actually, the quality control has meant that the whole thing is like seamless. It's like really <coughs> well done. So yeah, um, yeah. The only thing I wasn't sure about was some of the sound design wasn't as good as the original. Uh, and <laughs> it's like <laughs> the sound of the original stuff was really bad as well. Like, yeah, oh, you mean true. some? You mean some of the weapon noises? No, I, the I weapon noises were kind of, okay. I was never that happy with the weapon noises in Half Life. Some of them felt super meaty, and other of them felt kind of odd. Yeah, it was a bit all over the place. The weapon sound. And maybe that's probably where I'm getting this one from because I can't really remember the original stuff. And when I heard you play it, it's like, Shotgun doesn't sound that meaty. I think they may have toned that down because I seem to remember it being ridiculous in the original Half-Life yeah, in terms of BOW! kind of sound. Yeah, it was pretty It was pretty crazy shotgun. No, it's kind of the alien sounds because the thing is it, they weren't like creepy and gross enough in places. Because like, they had to recreate all the sounds. They couldn't mm. use any of the Valve assets. They never recorded that. So... Well, no, no. licensing, I guess. Exactly. So they have to redo everything. Uh, so some of that stuff isn't. I mean, the one that I picked out was the fact that the tentacle monster doesn't sort of yawn in the hot, in the kind of weird, oh, echoey, yeah, yeah. creepy way that it used to. Um, anyway, but uh, minor quibbles in, in a very impressive mod, and quite a surprise that it's as good as it was. Reboot. So what about that curveball of Fez, where the game suddenly te- plays its hand and is. Kind of like, hey, this is just a quirky little, you know, dimension-crushing platformer. Oh, wait, it's actually a mental cryptography challenge with shit to find and discover and stuff to work out and... It did seem mystery fairly and... surprising, but I don't know, it's like, would we have known... Would people have known more if they'd been paying more attention or something? I don't know if there was anything to really go on. You know, there was not like many preview builds had been demonstrated, as in, you know, they just showed the odd level of and bit of the Trixel engine tech and that kind of stuff. I'm not sure it was ever really, I'm not sure it ever could have been demonstrated in a way that there would have been more to it than what dawns upon you as you play the game. Yeah, maybe. Yows! <laughs> that was a bit Yows. of a late one, though. Yeah, I know, but it's just those moments of realization where it's just like, oh shit, there's something to do with this. Also, it didn't, didn't help in our case that we noticed the obvious, like, in the village that there's just paintings of where the owls are. That would oh. probably helped us a lot. <laughs> Hint. <laughs> Hint. So well, I don't think most surprising, then. Zeg, got any uh, preferences? I don't know. What, is there anything else that surprised you? Did something else just sort of go, wow, that's cool? Well, I mean, a lot of this, the smaller indie game stuff that I played was surprisingly, like, surprising that it was as good as it was. But that's just, like, that's just, like, all, all the indie games are like, really. That's uh, like, you can just I, buy something and not expect it to be anything that special. I guess it that's... It's actually better than the thought. <laughs> I guess that's good in a way, yeah. Best trend, you know, possible if we, if we, if we get, if, if we have a best trend category, which I haven't really thought about. I guess this would be, like, a... <laughs> And addition as we go, the quality of indie this year has been super high. Really, yeah. From not that long ago, anyway. Like the way there was, there would always be. You know, I remember games like Gish, or which was, you know, quite 
highly rated, but I didn't like it that much, and it kind of had this feel. I don't know the sort of the sort of feel to it, where that it was not quite so pro crafted. But that seems to have gone. Wow. I don't in know. Some cases, I wouldn't it, say that's universal. No, but it's maybe not gone, gone. But it's definitely diluted. It's like I don't get that quite that same feel anymore. That you know, this is this has been this this isn't quite that this isn't polished. You know, I mean, they go out and they achieve their one thing that they want to do, and they do it so well. You know, I can forgive slight camera jiggliness or. Uh, oddness saying like Cargo Commander where you know the camera doesn't seem to be that smooth in places from what I saw or um, some difficulty of seeing what's going on I guess because of the lighting but that kind of added to that game in a way <laughs> that's not anything to do with indie though really that's just okay wasn't Cargo Commander indie technically or? well yeah but I'm not, I'm not saying that it's camera problems but was no 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 but I'm sort of saying it's usually thing. what I'm saying is there's usually some unpolished aspect of an indie game that's not quite there. And it's like, well, Snapshot, that looked fairly complete, you know, in terms of its design. Well, they're not the indiest developers. Indiest. As it turns out. Oh, who, who are they? They did Critter Crunch. Uh, no, not Critter Crunch, the other one. Offspring thing. So they already had experience, basically. Well, uh, doesn't, indie doesn't necessarily mean that you... Um, it just means you have independent control over what you're doing. Yeah, but a lot of them are like what first time stuff, mostly at this point, anyway, because we still haven't reached like the second round of games for most of the indie developers. I, I guess I want to. I never. I want to find out who did Retro City Rampage because that looks pretty sweet. Hotline Miami, I think, might have been new as well. I don't think Retro City Rampage would even count though, because that's just like. That's a classic. That's, that's like making another. That's like that Mega Man versus Street Fighter thing that they just released. It's just like take the art style and slightly modify it and redraw it. I mean, but it's a totally ground up. It's not really based on anything, is it? It's like there weren't really many games of the, of that type in the era that they're trying to mimic. No, but they have a they have like a, a starting. It's not their. It's not really their own thing so much as like an amalgamation of. <laughs> All right, so do you want to put, like, as your surprise, quality of indie? It doesn't. Just a general concept. I don't think it's that surprising. Okay. No. <laughs> is it always is it not that surprising? Is it just, like, the industry foresaw this was where it was going? I think it's just, it wasn't surprising because it is just where it was going, especially now with all the Kickstarter and stuff. I guess. Better funding and all that kind of thing. I guess. Okay, so I guess that. Well, yeah. So, so we're on on the three. We haven't really talked about dust, but there isn't really much to say. I just wanted to bring it up again. It's a heck of an accomplishment. Surprising that one guy could do all that. Blah. Not sure it's the winner, but hell, it's uh, it's worth mentioning. Um. Okay. So Far Cry Three, Fez or Black Mesa, Zach, way in. What's your vote? <laughs> I only played one of those again. So the same problem. I don't know what was most surprising. It's like... <coughs> I don't think Far Cry 3 would be most surprising out of those. I, because I, it's I, just I another big it's, game. It's that is definitely a. my vote, because because like I normally um, uh, always follow like games up to their release that I'm interested in. Like I, And Far Cry 3, like, I wasn't following at all. And suddenly it's like, holy shit, this is awesome. So I'm like, that would be my surprise of the year, definitely. 
So by that logic, Zappy, am I assuming you're going Fez? Probably. But then you didn't seem that surprised by either. Well, maybe that was, well, for us anyway, our exposure. Well, yeah, that is the question. Yeah, we, is we, like, we how do. much of this is based on our experience? We were a couple of months late when everyone was sort of like, the beans had been spilled, so to speak. Yeah. But. See, I'm... <laughs> Personally, I'm torn on this one because I didn't expect Far Cry to be good at all. You know, people kind of liked two, but there was it wasn't really crazy well received. No, it wasn't. I think it had problems. Like, I think it was a good game, but it had serious problems. Um, and I suppose I was kind of expecting. Well, if we we're going to talk on sheer quality, I kind of expected Fez to be good. Right, and it true, was true. The surprise with Fez is the mechanics of the second half of that game. Um. That there's basically a second game there. <laughs> but you kind of knew there'd be something to... more to it, didn't you? Or maybe no, not? No, I don't think we did. Well, if it was a surprise, then that probably is mm. the biggest surprise of the year. I didn't, anyway. I had no idea that was going to happen until it came out. No. It could have just been a platformer. There's plenty of puzzling platformers. Yeah. Anything that, like... Echo Chrome or whatever, I guess. Yeah, sort I totally expected ideas to play a bit like that. Would just be a, bit, a puzzle. A bit like Echo Chrome, a bit like Crush. Fair enough. PSP thing, and then did that. Well, maybe that's the one, then. All right, then. Fez? Uh, yeah, Fez, with notable mention in Far Cry, it has sure. to be said. It's a pretty close second, I think. Yeah. All righty. Fez wins Best Surprise of the Year for Ooh. its second half game mechanics. Winner. Next category. All right. <laughs> The exact opposite of what we just did. What was the biggest disappointment of the year? Now, I've just... No, my list here is somewhat um, esoteric, I guess, because some of these, were obviously, we didn't play because everyone said it was rubbish. Yeah. Um, so, I've sort of put Sonic 4 Episode 2... Because I was, I was expecting. I can't really it's not judge even it. surprising though. It's no, like once you've seen episode one, you know that they can't do much to change to episode two. I think the pro- well, I think the problem with it was is they they took it into a longer dev cycle with this ex- with the uh, intention of fixing a lot of what people said was wrong with the first one. Like, oh yeah, we're going to change the handling model, which is a little different this time, but not quite Sonicy enough for my tastes. Um, and, you know, we're going to generally up the quality of it, uh, make the levels a bit more, um, a bit larger. And I'm not really sure they did any of that. Well, not enough of it. Not, not, you know, it's still... It's, I don't know, maybe this was... Yeah, again, as you said, sort of fell into the trap of, shit, we've made this an episodic game and no one really liked the first... Or the first bit wasn't that well received. Um how much can we really change? It's like, if we change too much, then does it just become a different series? And none of the games really tied together very well anyway. No. Um, the whole the whole idea of that episode of the episodes was dumb to start with, where it's like, get all seven castle runs, and then get them again, because they're in another episode now. Yeah. So what Sega was saying sounded good, but they didn't deliver. Yeah, right. so, I don't think that was like a mate, no, surprising it's, it's, disappointment. I don't think that's a winner. I just think it was like worth mentioning, just because you know Sega. Come on, man, you can you know how to get this right on occasion. Sonic Generations and Sonic CD have been that. Well, Sonic CD wasn't really them. <laughs> the the re-release, no, but that was their their humility to hire a guy that was doing a better job than they did <laughs> than they seem to do on their emulation front. But anyway, moving on. 
Uh, PlayStation All Stars because those mechanics look fucked. Yeah, but was that really disappointing again? It was like you, when as soon as oh, you heard, on, if they had just co- it copied Smash Bros. Yeah, because it looked like they were doing that. Would not have been a disappointing game. Yeah, but as soon as even when you first had the idea that Sony were going to copy Smash Bros., you knew that they yeah. were going to fail because they're Sony. <laughs> well, like, and they can't revive I, Nintendo stuff sufficiently well. Well, yeah, I never thought it was going to be better than Smash Bros., but I, I never. I'm disappointed by the way that they actually ended up designing the flow of that game. Like, the fact that you deal damage to build up a super and then one hit from the super is what kills and cause, scores points. Just does, feels like a kind of awkward way of um, achieving the same goal that Smash Brothers went for. Yeah. It feels... I mean, they've gone to the effort of putting actually relatively deep fighting system into there, you know, like combos and... Things like that. When in actual fact, like actually training together do- combos and doing damage to a single player is not really what the game is about. If it's a four-player brawler, you want to be dealing like area effect damage and like well-timed strikes and things like that. And none of this combo system, which apparently is quite good if you were to take it out of the context, is in it's in really works. Mm-hmm. But again, hard one to judge. We've not played it. It's just from the look of it that it doesn't feel. It just doesn't sound like it's going to be that fun. No. It also doesn't look as clear as Smash Bros. either. No, it looks a bit of a... Yeah, well, <laughs> you say that. It's, you know, maybe the HD is enough. But, maybe. Um, yeah. Uh, connect lineup again. This is the second year in a row this has come up, but the fact that there's pretty much been nothing this year that uses the Connect well... I don't think that's a disappointment again. It's just like, that's the way things are. <laughs> You're not surprisingly disappointed by it. You'd be more... It'd be best surprise if it suddenly got better. <laughs> Perhaps. I mean... It's, it's like the move, in a way, isn't it? That it was... That Microsoft should have capitalised this more on this than they have done. You know, it was the fastest-selling consumer gadget when it came out mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel like Microsoft are using it uh, I think they tried didn't they they're using yeah. more than the move well yeah true they've done a much better job than Sony has with the move but I kind of expected Sony to be shit with that because they're always shit with that see how long Wonderbook lasts <laughs> admittedly they've kind of supported their camera longer than Anyone, I guess, for yeah, because they reused it. Yeah, Move is an extension to it. Wonderbook is an extension to it. Hmm. So then, when it's like, so anyone who bought a PlayStation Eye is probably doing well. <laughs> it's like, how long will it be until Microsoft goes back on their no no plastic controllers plan for Connect and releases a Move one? <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> really, that would be what would help them. But, uh, yeah. It's like, annoyingly, Move is probably... A combination of Move and Connect is currently the ideal in terms of what we know about tech. Yeah. If they combined those two things, that would be really good. Really good. But, you know, Microsoft will never um, agree to that, and there's probably patenting that stops them from, you know... <laughs> it can't ag- be that difficult to get, get around a pattern for something that a camera can see. <laughs> a big glowing ball. <laughs> Maybe not. Big glowing ball and camera combo, maybe. I don't know. Presumably, on Connect, it wouldn't even have to be glowing. It could just be reflective, and that would be enough for the sensors to pick it up. Yeah, perhaps. Perhaps they do something with their existing IR mesh. Yeah. Um, it just it's just like really all they all they or IR emitters like how the Wiimote works. Yeah. But then that might be patented on the Wii side. Or well, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, um, 
going back on topic, um, Mass Effect 3's ending, because, you know, that was a big old furore, I guess. Is that the word? Furore? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm, I'm learning. Don't think it has an A at the end. Furore. Furore. But I thought it was yeah, a pronounced, pronounced E. Like yeah, furore. furore. I don't know about that. I just already heard it without the furore. There you go. It's a furore, <laughs> by that logic. Um... Nintendo fucking up the eShop, or in actually, let's be honest, let's just extend that to how we feel about the Wii U in general. I think that's the same as the Kinect. It's like, is it really that surprising? Yeah, but it's Ninty. Yeah, but <laughs> Ninty didn't really mess up the original Wii when it came out. It did what it did very, very well. They and it's like they kind of screwed up the 3DS for quite a while. Oh really? Well, when that came out, there was like nothing for it again. Like. But oh, they eventually got rounds. Yeah, but this time, if you think about it, well, like Wii U has actually got a really strong launch lineup. Like, some, admittedly, most of it's ports from stuff that already exists, but it's like, well, there's some pretty strong games in there. I don't know, disappointments this year. Mine would be sort of lack of new IPs. Perhaps, yeah. It's been another sequelitis year, I guess. Has nothing it? new. Then again, some of the stuff we've talked about so far has been new IPs, like well, fairs and stuff. I like mean, I mean, and like and big games, splice, and yeah, all the indie journey. games are always new. Yeah. yeah, but what big games would even so like what new IPs could there even be? Arcade, I suppose you've got <laughs> Dishonored. That would be the, the first Dishonored. The I guess is yeah, is probably the AAA new IP of note. Yeah, nothing um, else new. Yeah, and I, I want to add my disappointment with Smart Glass so far. It's not really done anything near what the promise sounded like it should do. It's kind of psyche. I don't think that's really much of a disappointment because of how much expectation did you really have for it, well, especially at this point in the Xbox yeah, life cycle. At E3, they were pushing it as like, oh, hey, we like you know, hey, hey Nintendo and PlayStation... We can get in on this. We're going to have like a full touchscreen uh, gaming apparatus that could join in. And yeah, but that, that was almost like space filler for Microsoft. It's like, what else did they even have at E3? Really? Well, they, made a, they made a relatively big deal about it. Yeah, but yeah, that's what I mean. It was like space filler. Oh, I don't know if it's just filler. I think it's a good idea. I, I'm I'm still behind them on the idea, but it's just executed poorly. It's like the most useful thing about it, and the only, well, really, the only useful thing about it so far is the fact that it gives you a keyboard you can type on. <laughs> you know, that's that's, and they essentially already solved that problem with the chat pad. Wow, that's not really a solution. That's like buy. That's like a Nintendo solution. It's like buy another buy bit of thing yeah. to plug into a controller. Oh yeah, but that would have been the same as plugging a keyboard into your Xbox, which you can do. Yeah. Um, if you had a wireless keyboard, you could just plug it in and but sit on the couch and type. Obviously, smart glass was the more obvious solution. Yeah, which just make little... use of things that you already have. Which stupid little things like why isn't the dash touchable through smart glass? Why do I have to do these ridiculous gestures that are actually shitter than just because it's the Xbox 360 and not the next Xbox? <laughs> That's when it will be, presumably. Like they can, they can make a system from the ground up that's designed to do that, rather than having to hook into an old system. With some degree of efficiency, but they could. The dash is a constant, is what I'm saying. Is the dash, you know, apart from the items that fill the boxes, 
the dashes are constant, you know, in the in how it's laid out, except when they do updates. Um, so they could have like factored that into the application how, how it knows how to deal with the dash. Yeah, and, and for things like where the games want to do additional content, they could have downloaded stuff like they do to a, used to do to a GVA when you're using the link up with the GameCube. Well, like, I don't know about that because that is, that's more that's sort and of and they a, sort of do that, but they just don't do it very well at the moment. That's sort of a more difficult link between when you're you, especially on the like. Dis- different kinds of tablets that you can even link to Starcraft where like some of them are Apple or whatever <laughs> it's probably a bit more of a hassle to make it always work with it with the tablet specific architecture uh, well it's not necessarily I mean if they can build an abstraction layer that um, I mean that's that's what the cause for like you have some common code base which could probably run on most devices and then you have an abstraction layer that just converts, you know, like you know, like a porting layer, I suppose, so it sort of makes it run. It's it's doable, but you, it, yeah, I'm not saying it's the easiest thing in the world. Um, but what choice would they have had if this is the direction they want to go in? It's mm. um, you may be right. Maybe next Xbox will have the power to do what Wii U is doing and send video. Well, I don't think it needs that. I just think it it'll be that it's built from from the start with that in mind because I'm sure there's all kinds of like ancient bits of code in the Xbox that are just hidden behind a new new look of the dash, but it probably still runs on, like, code that was there from the start in some oh, places. Probably, yeah. And that's probably, like, a real hassle to work with in terms of linking it up to new stuff. Yeah, maybe. I mean, if anyone's good at that, Microsoft is. But <laughs> Yeah, but it's, like, it's basically a matter of how much money did they want to spend to do that at this point when it's really just an experiment preparing for the next thing. Yeah, maybe you're right. I mean, you could say that about Connect. Maybe Connect and Smart Glass are the trial runs for yeah. how they'll be better in, in next box. So if that if they don't turn out to be better on the next Xbox, then we can put that in the disappointments for next year. Yeah. <laughs> so that still leaves PlayStation All Stars, Mass Effect Three, then or Wii U, which you've already poo pooed. So it's just probably going to have to go to Mass Effect Three, I guess. I didn't think that was a disappointment. That game in general. No, it wasn't I was as good as two. Obviously, I was all right with it. To be honest, I, I wouldn't describe it as a disappointment. All Stars then. Probably. Because I really wanted it to be good. Yeah. Sure, okay. <coughs> it's it's just a... been Smash Brothers with Sony characters. Yeah. That would have been awesome. fine. Yeah. It would have been good. So, HD. No, they would have beaten Nintendo to the punch. <laughs> Literally. Literally. No. Um, <laughs> so, biggest disappointment of the year, caveated by the fact we haven't actually played it, is PlayStation All Stars for PS3. Okay. Next category. Moving on. Sort of similar in note to the disappointment, but kind of slightly broader and less about most disappointing thing. Most baffling decision, because I think we could split these out somewhat. Like, what do you consider a baffling decision? As in something that just makes you go, what the fuck were they thinking? Does that that mean, like, that include, like... (laughs) Completely weird story things in games. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's allowed. That's allowed. Just okay. And in fact, one of my nominations is for that. For instance, I I want to nominate Halo Four storytelling for that (laughs) because it is just a bit fucked. Really, it's like key points of what's going on in the story aren't explained in the game. Yeah, you have to go out of the game to find these videos, which are only unlocked via the game. Yeah. It's dumb. It's really dumb. And it winds me up because it's like the Halo universe has such a 
is pretty good on its canon. You know, it's quite strong in 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 its foundation. And it's not like they haven't done it the way that you think they should have done it before, because that's what they did in ODST, basically, where the little video bits were in the game. In the game, yeah. And you just went up to the table and pushed the thing. Yeah, it was... I mean, you could store them, you could go back and watch them later, and it's like, they, they've done it right before. <laughs> they just wanted to promote Halo Waypoint, Waypoint, I guess. I, guess. Yeah. I don't know. To be honest, I haven't dug deeper into the smart glass on that to see if you can view them through there as well. Yeah. But... Because I just found smart glass stuff all the time, <laughs> so I gave up on it. Um, so yeah, Halo Four storytelling, I think, okay. is a pretty good um, one. Confused. The baffling decision for me to lock some of the key points of the Mass Effect storyline behind DLC. Yeah, yeah, that's. And in actual fact, that <laughs> although actually, it's not necessarily baffling as much as oh, it's EA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's a it's um it's a really bad decision. Yeah, it's a, but it's, it's not exactly like out of nowhere decision. It's an irritating okay. commercial thing that you know EA have tried a lot of shit over the years, and this is possibly their worst one yet, I guess, because it's actually ruining the game. Yeah, you know, uh, from for all accounts, what has been said is that the DLC improves that game no end, um, and the fact that it was left out makes it a difficult sell. Mm. You know, I don't buy DLC generally, and the way the DLC is structured for Mass Effect makes me less likely to buy it after I finish the game. Mm. Yeah, um, so it seems utterly dumb. Yeah, it's like I can do without the Omega Pack because that's just you know more fighting basically. Yeah. Um, so I don't care about that. It's not really much story. Um, Leviathan apparently adds context to the ending. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's like, well, your ending was already fucked, and then you unfucked it slightly, and now you're unfucking it more behind a paywall. <laughs> and it's like, right? I'm not sure you've really understood this properly. And then From Ashes, the day one DLC, adds one of the best characters, supposedly, that the game has ever seen. Thanks to the, the, the Prophean and all his background story it's like much needed like oh shit this is really cool stuff yeah and again because of that you need to play the entire game again to get the most from it (laughs) that's where I have the advantage because I haven't played the door yet (laughs) so if I want to I can just get the DLC so I can go and have the Brad Shoemaker approach (laughs) of actually being able to play the game as it's intended to be played if I want to pay some more cash. Although, yeah. arguably, at this point, I might end up just paying as much as you guys paid for Mass Effect 3. You know what? They might just do a special edition that has everything in it. All that. And that yeah, will be your go-to. Yeah, Game of the Year. Wow. Well, <laughs> That's the thing. Can they, <laughs> they call, call it, it Game of the Year? They always... We discussed this last year. Your yeah. problem with people calling things Game of the Year. It's like, if, as long as someone gives them some kind of awards, then I guess they are, they're allowed to put that stamp on. Uh, but... They'll do it anyway, even if they don't get any awards. <laughs> Probably. Um... And also, um, uh, the, my final nomination is Nintendo's approach to the eShop, which again I think is just ridiculous. How that the store, how the stores aren't linked in any way between the devices, mm-hmm. with no shared currency, no shared account. Yeah, it's nuts. And the fact you know, it, I, I may have forgiven them this slightly if they'd called them different things across the devices. Well, they called them eShop, but it's the eShop. It sounds like one service. Yeah, they fucked up. Yeah, it's messed up. It's properly messed up. It's typical Nintendo, but they still... Just don't understand the online space at all. No, they don't. I don't know how they can do that. It's... You know, it's kind of weird. Their heritage is Japan, which is tech-crazy, ahead-of-the-game culture in general. And for one of the biggest 
companies in Japan to just screw this up so badly is baffling. Hence the category. <laughs> oh, I couldn't pick one of these. Because <coughs> they're all really bad. It's all fucked. I was going to add, like, Borderlands 2's story. Oh, really? I am not really gonna, don't really want to spoil it for you, because mm. you haven't got it yet, but it is completely... It's just like... Well, you've, now that you've seen just the start of Borderlands 2, because we, you actually got it for Christmas, you started playing it. Because you see, like, the Guardian Angel or whatever turns <laughs> up again immediately. Mm. And that is sort of fine at the start. Yeah. I mean, if you've played Borderlands 1, it's kind of annoying where it's like, these other four Vault Hunters have turned up and they've fallen into exactly the same thing where it's just like, this random voice in my head is telling me what to do, let's do it! Uh, yeah. <laughs> For no apparent reason. Aren't, haven't the previous four told stories of this mysterious... Well, they haven't yet, I guess, because mm. you, you you do meet them and then you think they'd sort start talking about it and yeah, they sort maybe. of do eventually. Mm. But that's fine. That sort of it looks okay at that point. But there's sort of a point on midway through where the sort of there's the reveal of what's actually going on, and then everything about the end of Borderlands One and like what you thought about the Guardian Angel and all that is just completely fucked up. And it's like they just retconned <laughs> it basically. Yeah, it's the, the dumb decision is that they've like they've just tried to sort of continue with what was left at Borderlands 1, but then it's like they wanted to do something completely different, but they didn't really write a transition for it. They just tra- they just immediately switched from one thing to another without it making any kind of sense. I want to extend that to their inventory interface, which is probably worse than it was before. Well, in some ways. It's, it's the fact that... For all its faults on the last one, at least I could see quite a bit on screen at once. This they've just... This, I, I, I feel it may work better on a controller. Like, they've geared up this interface quite well for a pad. Right. Probably. But for a mouse and keyboard, it's freaking annoying. I have to say, the uh, Far Cry 3 menus are a bit fucked as well, mm. in that respect. They work, but they just don't, like, could be so much better. Yeah. It's... I find it kind of an... It's, I, you know, it's a it's a classic problem that, you know, it's going to be annoying for developers to get around so that the PC can't always do their menu design that well. Unless you're playing over a controller, which means you've got to design two menus. But in the case of Borderlands, I think it's a fairly... They really should have done that, given the fact that they promised they were doing that. I think it's a lot better than it used to be. Cause all... Well, it is in terms of, like... Consistency, I guess. Like, mouse wheel works in most places. and Well, except for when it doesn't. That's <laughs> the same in Far Cry 3. Like, the mouse wheel works most of the time. But then in mm. some places it mysteriously doesn't. Or does something else. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's the Borderlands 2... The specific problem with it in Borderlands 2 is, is a highlighting problem. Like, if you've got your mouse cursor over a menu item and you're scrolling using the mouse wheel but then you move the mouse it hops back up to where you've moved the mouse to that sort uh, of thing okay. oh the, yeah, oh, yeah you told me about that Yeah, because <laughs> it's selected yeah mm. you, yeah, I, you I, have to use one or the other you can't <laughs> I mean there's a there's a definite way to use that interface that's better like you know the, when you're swapping like guns out you click the original then look through your list the one you want to swap then look through your list of ones you want to s- replace it with yeah um, and it works okay in that way, but it took me a little while to sort of... It's not clear, is what I was saying. Too, you have to kind of work out the, what's the best way to use it for yourself, which may be more natural, I guess, if you're using a controller. <coughs> oh, I thought that worked okay for swapping stuff and comparing things. 
which is the important part. Uh. You guys need to fresh this out for a second. <laughs> is there anything to fresh out? I don't think most of these things are barely even fitting in this category. I don't think of disappointment, uh, baffling, bafflingness. Mm. But Borderlands Two is like that's just something that I found completely weird. But it's probably not that. Well, sounds like Halo then. If it, I mean that does seem really weird. If it, if the story stuff is really that important, and you have to go to the fucking waypoint to actually get to it, that is very mysterious. It's not exactly baffling. Like, like uh, Mass Effect 3 DLC, it's dumb, but we it's fucking typical EA. Yeah. We Shop, it's dumb, but it's fucking typical <laughs> Nintendo. Halo 4 is the surprise, I guess, there, in terms But of- is that even... Is, like, is that even that surprising? Because it's a new developer. Yeah. It's just like they've screwed it up. Yeah, yeah, but that, it's not surprising. It's, like, baffling. It's probably the most baffling. It's yeah, like, I guess. Why well, did they do that? Yeah, I think it's... The, I'm... I'm- Okay, I'm, I think why I'm with you on that one. Or maybe the bafflingness about it is why did Microsoft not tell them that it was a bad idea? Yeah. Well, you know, if, it wouldn't have mattered so much, I think, if the core story that's presented in the game was was bit, wasn't just a big old setup for sequels. It, 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 it doesn't even feel like that, is the thing. It's like, the way the story is told, it, it's... You know there's more coming... Like, there is something there, but it's not the big old cliffhanger ending. It's not like, finish the fight. You know, it's... It's just... There's, it feels like you're missing something for most of the game. And, as it turns out, you are! <laughs> um, yeah, so, I don't know. Yeah. The game should stand... I think the thing for me, with, with the, both the Mass Effect and Halo things, is the game should stand on its own... Regardless of what else you can yeah, get for it, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, you know, regardless of what you add to it and what your intentions are, the game has to stand up on its own at the start. And Halo, I guess, is the one that has to win this category because they can't really do much about it. This is the core of their design. At least in Mass Effect, they have sort of fixed it, mm-hmm. even if it is behind a paywall. Yeah, but that's okay. not what this category was about. It's not about fixing Mass Effect 3 ending. It's about the fact that it's mm-hmm. behind the panel. Yeah, I guess. So Halo 4 then? Most baffling decision in putting some of the story in a weird place. Yeah. Okay. It's key to that game, and they messed it up. Winner! Winner! Halo 4 storytelling. All right, moving on. Another negative, unfortunately. Great. More and more complaining. Yeah. But we're good at complaining. That's yeah. what we mostly do. Yeah. It's our thing. Um, worrying trend in gaming. Picking up from the last one. DLC that should just be in the game. Yep, that's where that belongs. Um, in an extension to that, there's the Asura's Wrath thing, where the DLC is there. The ending to that game is a cliffhanger, and the DLC finishes it off. Yeah. Um, and um, the Street Fighter cross Tekken problem. Characters. Where the, char- the, yeah, the DLC characters are on the disc. Yeah, you know, Capcom yeah. combo just an ass about yeah. just delivering it up front, which they really should have done. And also, the actually, fact- so much of that game is actually locked behind paywalls. Now that now that I've sort of turned it on for a few minutes, it's like the cus- the color customization options. Yeah, every color is behind a paywall, and it was doubly bad for them because it was like the character. DLC characters were on the disc, and they also decided not to actually unlock them for like another month or something. Yeah, which was like the fact that everyone had found it and people had hacked their own copies to work it. They were just like, "No, no, we're gonna we're gonna stick to the plan." <laughs> well, it's not even that. I I expect 
isn't it, it wasn't and it didn't even come out for free afterwards either they still charge you for it oh yeah but it's just like the the idea that they would have that that was their plan all along where it's like it'll be on the disc and we'll, for some reason we decided to have the release date of these characters be months later mm. what, why would they do that on a slightly less gamey front, my first, my second nomination was well, actually both of them. My next two nominations aren't particularly gamey, but I'm um, kind of tech in general. Mm-hmm. It's like at least, at least the, my, this one is kind of more directed at the Xbox. It's like is Microsoft losing touch with its UI? As in, because the new the dash is just consistently getting worse. Yeah, it's like yeah, sure. The first update to NXE, whatever they called it, was great. That was a real improvement over the blades. Mm-hmm. Pretty good job. That was good. I missed Everything that entire, every, actually. The, what, the NXE? The one. Yeah. yeah. NXE was good. Since then... New Xbox experience. Since, the, yeah, since, since then, it's not... It's gone downhill. It's too ad-centric. Mm. And I want to I want to access the content I have, or at least have the option to make the content I have the start point. Um, bad show. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, it looks pretty. <laughs> and the voice control is nice. I actually if you really want to use it, but... Better. But yeah, I'm with you. The NXC looks nicer, mm. and uh, yeah, I think perhaps when they, because I guess the Xbox was a trial run for some of their Metro thinking, mm-hmm. um, or whatever you want to call it now, modern UI. I think they call it. I think some of the non-core like um, applications of the Metro design philosophy have been better than the Windows Eight actual. Yeah, like like Visual Studio looks great. I think 2012, but it's not. Uh, really modern UI is it? They borrowed some ideas, but not. It's well, not it's really... supposed to be an application of, of modern UI, isn't it? That's what they say. But, but it, yeah. it's mostly the old tropes we're used to. Yeah, it's it? true. It's that's, true. That's not really. A... It's the best they could do, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, compromise, I guess. And the yeah, the new Xbox experience. Yeah, so I've, that winds me up. It's like it's worrying that they just seem to be consistently making it worse, and I severely hope that the. Or severely and sincerely hope that the next Xbox just isn't the same again, that it's all ads and you have to browse to find what you want, you know. I want to see what I want. Straight up. And, you know, this was my least gamey entry, but the worrying trend of just how many mistakes Apple seemed to be making recently. Like, let's put this into context. New version of iTunes. What the fuck were they thinking? (laughs) iTunes was always terrible. No, no, but it's making it worse every time. It's like they've removed cover flow, which is, you know, a, a, a kind of nice for visual purposes on a PC, I guess, if you're just letting it play. It's kind of nice to used to have it at a distance where cover flow would be on screen and I could um, just see what was playing by seeing the album art or something at a distance. But they took out iTunes DJ, which I thought was one of its best features. You have a load of people over, you set it up in the DJ mode and they can vote on and vote down mm-hmm. the upcoming playlist. It's a great idea. Now, the only way to do it is to grant everyone full control. Hmm. So skip at will <laughs> kind of thing. And it's like, that's going to be a mess. The whole point in iTunes, DJ, was to make the party scenario a manageable and enjoyable one. And they did that. And they've taken it out. Stupid, stupid. And I had problems getting AirPlay to work with it at first. Um, you know, <laughs> what are their core technologies to, how the, to what makes iTunes good? And they've also sort of messed that up. Um so yeah, and I'm not too happy with the changes they've been making to bits of the iOS software, and mm, it's, it seems to be a constant downhill 
unfortunately, timely since jobs went. You know, I don't know how, how much of a hand he had on on all of these different things, but it's just it's true. It doesn't. Yeah, some of the. Yeah, I don't know. I do keep. It, feel, it feels like it's getting worse rather than better. Um, podcast app. I'm looking at you because <laughs> it's the important thing for us. Obviously, oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> We need everyone to be on there. But yeah, uh, as I say, not really very gaming. Their, their gaming stance hasn't really changed. Apparently, um, I don't know if I said this, but um, Jonathan Ive is now in charge of the software visual design as well as the hardware design. And mm-hmm. he particularly hates that um, that de- design where uh, stuff looks like physical objects. like the Oh, skeuomorphism. Yeah, he hates that. So the, the, you'll, there'll be no reel-to-reel tape machines in... No the good. Because, you know what, some of it's okay. It <laughs> would apparently. Yeah, none of that. He hates that stuff. So I some, can see like, like the notes app yeah. I have in front of me right yeah. now. So, so, some of it's okay. Like, like this it. is fine for this, I think. For this, for the notes app, it kind of, it works, you know, and that's all you really need it for. Um, but it's, it's almost what sets Apple apart, though, in a way, is this. They've gone so far down that rabbit hole that both Android and Windows... They've kind of just said, fuck it, we don't want to do that. They're not doing it at all, yeah. So they've gone, you know, Microsoft especially, they've gone so far in the other direction. Yeah, completely the other way. Um, Ironically, probably more Jonathan Ives kind of thing, if you look at his designs for hardware. <laughs> yeah, possibly. So yeah. Um, it's hard to judge whether the trend will continue about the DLC thing, because people have noticed... <laughs> and you know it's not like it's the first time that it's happened you know DLC on disc has happened a couple of times yeah and people still seem to be doing it <laughs> on occasion I suppose if you take the Microsoft um, losing touch with their UI as a, like an omen of what could happen with the next Xbox then that is that genuinely could be, that could be pretty that's genuinely bad. worrying yeah, yeah. If, they, if they really screw that because yeah, honestly most of the time I guess like you know if the game is good the fact that the DLC is on the disc may not actually matter you know, if the game is good yeah, enough arguably. without that stuff. I think it's then... a trend that's already been around. Yeah. Yeah. Continuation so... of a trend rather than a new trend. Yeah. It's certainly worrying. So I think I want to give it to the Microsoft thing because you did Yeah. No, yeah, I should give it to my one. Oh, you've got one. What's your one? My one is paying for beaters. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. It's a dumb, dumb that's thing. That's quite annoying. It's, it's the, it's the worst is that now that, they, now that they're on Steam. And that you can just put a beta release on Steam and it just appears in the store. And it only just has to say beta somewhere on its store page. It's not, not like they're in a separate section or anything. They're still yeah. there next to all the other games. And everything. Yeah, it's like Kickstarter was fine. It's like you can yeah. donate to a Kickstarter and get a beta there. And yeah. that has its own like checks and balances, I guess. That's Yeah, that's fine. I'm but okay then once that. you put it on Steam and it's just a thing in the Steam store... It's, it's misleading. It's misleading and it's like... I just... I was just worried about like it seems as though well, it's, it's it's just like they're getting paid for the beta and it's like doesn't that just kill your motivation to finish? You're like I got money now, <laughs> I got my money from this thing. It's it's sort of like there's a tipping point where it's like you're at the low end. You're it's like I've got how much money I'm going probably going to get out of this now, so I'm less likely to work on it. And then eventually it sort of tips back to like a shit ton of people have bought this. I probably should finish it. But there's like a middle ground where it's like I think it sort of disincentivizes mm. developers to actually finish their games. 
because they've got money yeah, from it to, to a point yeah it's like well we've already we've already made a profit on this what do we what do we, do we need to do anymore no, just release it fuck it yeah we can just move on to something different rather than finishing this thing yeah. that we made you know it's, it's a double edged I guess because they might need a bit of money to actually finish the project well that's sort of and, what Kickstarter was meant to be though and you know some, that's uh, where it makes sense uh, a lot of devs myself included like to see something to completion yeah yeah, I'm, yeah, I go for that one actually. I mean, what was the business about? We haven't talked about that. The War Z stuff that seemed to go oh, War God. Z. That seemed to go. That seems to be gone an example so very wrong. of it already fucking up that Steam situation. Well, Steam had to pull it. Arguably, uh, you could say that got wasn't refunds. actually a beta. It was just a really bad game. <laughs> was it? Was it out? Out? Was it not labeled beta? I thought I it was meant to be beta. I don't know if it was just not labelled beta or whether it was just mislabeled in general. The version that... Well, yeah, there was a lot of mislabeling, like 400 square kilometre levels, which were then, like, um, right. estimated at about one or something. Right, yeah. You know, re- really bold lies. Yeah. Yeah. So that's more... That's also... That's sort of general... Uh, that's sort of a general point about the Steam store as well, where it's just, like, there's not enough... It's too easy to just put whatever the fuck you want in there, apparently. Well, what, what's Steam going to do, really? Are they actually going to play through the game and double-check well, it? Well, it's like bullet points. quite I mean, a lot of this... What if they Borderlands put 98.6% more Wub Wub in and Steam refuted it? <laughs> I think I they probably they had, did, didn't I they? I thought they had green lights so that the well, yeah, that is one of the things. Well, it's like... I don't, it's like, I don't really want to, like, shit on a specific game, but I'm probably going to have to for this to make sense. <laughs> but that game called Towns that I got that's, like sort of Dwarf Fortress light with the yeah, graphics yeah, yeah. engine. That was green-lighted mm. and it's a beta. So it came through green-light as a beta and went into the sea store and it's still a beta. Right. And it hasn't updated since it came out. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> it's like, oh. that's one of the reasons why this whole thing started coming to a head in it's my mind. It's a crazy length of time, though. No, it's been like a, a couple of months, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I can... But then, I mean, the other... It depends how the dev cycle works, you know, because... Well, yeah, you know, it's such a small always, team. It might not always be a good build of the game. It's like when it's, like, one or two people, that's where it becomes more worrying, especially mm. when you don't hear from them for, for I think a long time. a bit of this that I I dislike, actually, is... I don't... And, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on the paying for a beta thing. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but I guess depending on the nature of the beta, you can get... A lot of people can get their fill and then go. Yeah, which ha- has happened with some games in the past. Yeah, um, the I don't like the concept of things that like what Dust Five One Four, and I'm not sure how badly Planetside fell into this. The fact that you can buy content for the game for the beta with real money because they're free to play model, but well, because- they're, they're, they're presumably beta testing their payment model, <laughs> and it's like I just don't. Something about that irks me. It's like I'm paying for well, it depends stuff how they, in a beta version of a game. I, it depends how they actually a, eventually sort that because they sort of did that with Guild Dota Wars. Dota 2 is doing that as well, and I don't like that. They did it with Guild Wars, but they it was just like you can you, if you buy the gems, which is the Guild Wars currency. If you buy the gems during the beta, you can buy whatever you want during the beta. But then when it turns into the real game, it, it just gives you the gems it doesn't give you don't keep the stuff that you bought you keep the cash, keep the cash. yeah that, that's probably a better system than I think a lot of people than a lot of things have gone yeah you know there's a certain level because the dust beater has been running for so long now you're actually good 
Is it nearly six months now? Or something? It's been going a while. Probably. Yeah. It must have been not long after E3 where they started <laughs> properly beating. And they've only recently added a lot of some of the stuff where the Eve universe can interact with it. <laughs> I noticed something in Eve the other day. Now on the chat channel, it says how many pod pilots there are and how many soldiers. Oh, I see. So yeah. theoretically, you can talk to the people on them. Yeah, so they're starting to merge them. Um, but I just don't like the concept of like. I guess this is a problem with in-game items in general. You know, if you if you plonk down real money for something and then it gets balanced, well, you know, is is what you bought the same value as what you bought it originally bought it for? You yeah. know, I mean, I guess that stuff will always <laughs> eventually have no value when the game ceases to be. But it's probably it's one of the reasons why I don't, or one of the you know impetus why I don't really like the idea of buying items in a game. You know, it's like I. You don't really know what you're getting. Mm. And it's like, and if you buy stuff in a beta, there's no guarantee that that game is actually ever going to come out. Oh, yeah. But then if you go, if sort of an opposite way of doing that is like, if you think back to maybe uh, Battlefield Heroes, where you only buy things for a short period of time, but they're theoretically cheaper. It's like that sort of gets around the idea of buying something and then, oh shit, it got balanced and now it's crap. Yeah, maybe. But then it's like an even, it's sort of an even... Can it looks like an even worse consumer proposition for this, like, buy it for 30 days for one quid, and somehow that seems worse than, like, buy it forever for 15 quid. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> I mean, uh, some games, uh, Rekippers um, sings the praises of the of Blacklight Retribution for, yeah. the, for doing this system well, because, admittedly, it's not, it doesn't have the beta problem, so it's not exactly the same thing. But you can spend a relatively small portion of earned in-game money on a rental yeah. of an item. Um, you know, so it doesn't actually cost you that much to earn the ability to rent something. You get the ability to then rent that for an entire day, like a real time, yeah. not, not game time in that case, but it's real time. And it's like, that's actually a fair way of judging then whether or not you want something and if you want to plonk down real cash or save up for it using your in-game. Well, I mean, Plant Side 2 has like, that That's actually a pretty good system, really. I mean, you know, Plant Side 2 has a sort of rental but thing. it's like half an hour. So. Yeah, it's pretty it's ridiculously harsh <laughs> in Plant Side. And also, I don't know if that ever refreshes. I quite like, because that would be one, that would be sort of the thing with to com- to combine it with the balancing issue. If you could have a free trial and then maybe whenever they did a balance patch, you could free trial everything you'd already done again. Mm. <laughs> that would maybe help. So, given the fact that this has generated the most discussion... I think you're on to something here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought I would be. Yeah. Fair enough. That sounds like a winner. Well, so the most worrying trend of 2012 is paid, paid for betas. Hmm. Indeed. Betas, betas. Or yeah. alphas in some cases. <laughs> or whatever they want to call it. I mean, annoyingly, Kerbal kind of falls into that. Yeah. But it that kind of helps that that's just a good game straight out. Whereas, well, like, Minecraft was, was, like, the original... I think that's the problem why this has all turned into a problem is because like Minecraft did it and then it turned out to be such a ridiculous success and it made, basically made a company yeah. <laughs> out of just the profits off everyone's trying but Mine- Minecraft as I say Minecraft and to you know to a lesser extent Kerbal have the advantage or was it Monkey Simeon Monkey Squad isn't it or something Monkey Squad the Kerbal guys yeah <laughs> uh, I was trying to remember who they were but um, yeah to a lesser extent they they, they, they get away with it I think because they actually have a good product that is actually kind of worth paying for even though it's in alpha or beta state yeah well it's like a, another thing that was related to it was I saw that the dev of one of the devs on Starbound suggested that like 
if you do, would you, it was, it was on a Twitter and it was like, would you guys like it if we made it so you could pre-purchase and get access to the beta? And it's like, I'd like it, but then the, 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 I'd already been thinking about these other, like, towns and stuff. And it's like, but then you might not finish the game. You know what it is? <laughs> I'd rather you just finish the game and release the damn thing. You know what it is? I think it's a trust thing, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's like, to a certain extent, I'm not sure I really understood, really trusted what was Notch was saying about what he was going to do to Minecraft. No. But the the game that he sold was feature complete enough, you know, by the time you, you, people were paying for it. Just about. Um, and the same goes with Kerbal. I don't think they've really been that outlandish with their promises. No. And it's like, and to be honest, they're not, they don't really add that much to the game because the core game is building rockets and seeing if you can fly them. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's, it's like, it's, I guess Minecraft the core game is good enough. Like construction sets. Yeah. That's why you don't, that's why they're easier to do that because you know you're, Kerbal to me sounds like it should not be a beta, you know. Games that shouldn't be a beta, I think, are, <laughs> are um, out of this. Kerbal runs well enough, is stable enough, is good enough that it can be a full product, and yeah, they just have like a TF2 style life cycle to it. It does still not have, you know, features that it should have. I mean, it is just they, the whole idea that there will eventually be a campaign with like actual goals. But I, it, I mean, it's cool, but I don't think it needs it. <laughs> no, not necessarily. But you know, it's it depends on the game drastically. It depends but, on what they've promised, really. But, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it depends on the promise and what they end up delivering. And I trust the Kerbal guys to deliver. Well, enough. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I'm not really sure about anyone else. <laughs> they've done well enough already, it's like, yeah. and that's like the other thing. The other recent example for me was the Don't Starve thing because that's still a beta. And it's meant to come out. See, I didn't know that was a, yeah, I didn't know that was a beta. Steam be, does not make that obvious. No, it doesn't at all. It's meant to be finished in like March, but they have like a much more sort of rigorous roadmap to that. Mm. Where and it's and like on the main menu of the game, there's a countdown to the next release. So they've sort of surfaced that and sort of committed to it a bit more solidly to say we're going to release a thing in like two weeks. All right. <laughs> So be careful, games industry. Yeah, exactly. Not that you listen to us, but you know. So there. Or maybe stop calling them beaters. Yeah. Invent call, a call new term. Because I mean, yeah. beta it sort of implies like testing, not yeah. a yeah. game that you can play. <laughs> Early adopter version. <laughs> yeah. I, quite, I guess the same thing applies in Techland, really. If you're an early adopter, you'll have to put up with some level of shittery. Yeah, maybe. Or that potentially the product never getting better. Fuck you, HD DVD. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't necessarily the product getting better. That was just a, a fight that they didn't win. Yeah. <laughs> HD DVD was fine as a tech. Yeah. But anyway, my next category I have is a positive. Mm-hmm. We get there, but it's a kind of a moot positive, I guess. It's like um, I I want to see what was your best advert slash trailer in game. Not really a positive. The best kind of positive. The moot positive. Yeah, <laughs> the moot positive. <laughs> The positive that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> the point is positive. Yeah. <laughs> the marketing positive. Well, yeah, I don't know. Some marketing can sometimes be awesome. Yeah. For stuff. Um, not this year, though. I really. put, well, I put Halo down not because it was bad, not because it was great, but it wasn't bad either. <laughs> you know, it was there. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of average. And, and, and the quality of their, you know, of what they put in their ads is always sky high, but it just wasn't as good as what they've done in the past. No, um, the Reach one was quality, um, but I put Call of Duty down for the ridiculous surprise advert, 
that doesn't really have that much to do with the game, but it's just entertaining. <laughs> Here's a bunch of celebrities. Oh, are they really celebrities? Most of them. Oh, well, I didn't recognise any of them. <laughs> yeah, you did. Or unless we're not thinking of the same advert. No, the surprise one was had this, like, um, funk music, I suppose. Funk disco sort of number going in the background. and Well, no, that might not be true, actually. I'm trying to remember what the music was. But anyway, it was just people, like, creeping up on each other or doing something and saying the word surprise, and then something happened, like... And, and it, it goes around in a big loop, so the guy at the start does something... They're all celebrities, aren't they? I don't know. Might have, who's, isn't it like... I don't recognise any of them, if they are. Do, do, they, they did one year, like the year before for Modern Warfare 3 where it was like B-list celebrities just walking at the camera and like and it, the tagline was, there's a soldier in all of us. No, I remember that one. Um, maybe they are, but I didn't pay attention. <laughs> Um, but I quite liked it because it's just kind of casual, like people dropping grenades. I think there's a really random one where someone drops a, drops something off a horse or something. Yeah, it's just sort of in there. all that all that stuff you could probably technically do in the game, but it's just kind of an interesting presentation. And of course, then it just ends with zombies, huh? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, oh god, zombies. Um, I don't know. I quite liked it. Uh, Phantom Pain trailer looked qu- quite interesting. And, like, I'll put MGS5 in with that because it's, well, you know, there's rumours that the two are related in some way. I really don't think they are. Whale coming out of the fucking ground. How is that going to be MGS? It'll be, a, it'll be a Metal Gear. Giant whale Metal Gear. <laughs> <laughs> nuclear missiles going out of it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it was a really well-made trailer, I thought, just in general. It sets the scene. You don't really know what's going on. And then ends with the whale. And you're like... Wait, what? <laughs> Pretty cool. Uh, so if we want to talk about MGS5 separately, then that's kind of on the basis that apparently that's running on a PlayStation 3. Mm. And if it is, it looks fucking incredible. It's like, that is some seriously impressive stuff. Like, it puts Uncharted and maybe even The Last of Us, like, firmly in their place, if that's true. You know, and the same probably goes for the Kara trailer. Which wasn't really a trailer for anything you could buy, but as a tech demo, god damn, that's impressive. Hmm. Um, I don't think that either of those that I don't think that makes them good adverts, though, really, does it? <laughs> I, I, I'm sort of I'm judging this on entertainment merit, not necessarily representation, because we don't really know whether the MGS Five is going to be anything like that trailer. Yeah. Um, I put a random note, just like to myself here about the number of bows year of the bow what about the year of the bow <laughs> you know there was a lot of trailers of bows in it <laughs> were any of those any good I'm not sure they were no but anything with a bow in it um, the cringe worthy Wii U stuff for like so bad it's good comedy bonus I don't think that was as good as it has been in terms of ridiculousness from Nintendo some years it was, it was pretty bad like that fake family. Yeah, but they've had worse fake families than that. Hey, come here, Grandma. I'll show you how it's done. <laughs> no one is that enthusiastic about a Nintendo. Apart from that kid in the Nintendo 64 YouTube video. Indeed. But unless it's his family. He's grown up and then everyone's super excited. Maybe. Um, and Watch Dogs, of course. 
because it spurred quite a lot of discussion from us as to whether it's this gen or next gen or hmm. if it's actually going to be good or how is it like where Assassin's Creed is going you know that yeah. gameplay in a different universe it was kind of the trailer of E3 wasn't it? yeah it was it was definitely the standout oh, demo, demo thing hmm. though yeah who knows what game they can make of it yeah exactly I'm, I'm really intrigued by it as to what, cool. what, what are they going to do with it um, yeah that's my list that's your list got anything to add no obviously I quite like the Grand Theft Auto trailer but I wouldn't say it was, I preferred the previous years one what impresses me about the Grand Theft Auto 5 uh, marketing is that it's literally the only game that can get the entire internet talking about screenshots yeah. <laughs> like they, they released three screenshots and was like holy fuck no, any other no. game you need like 50 million hours of footage and shit gameplay and it's like yeah. yeah you're probably right I mean, which is does, impressive it does yeah, it does drive a lot of hype compared yeah. to a lot of things. But. Yeah, it's well, it's well done. But anyway, I'm not entirely sure it deserves it. But no, it's not up for the category. I don't think. No. So I'm Although I have got the music from the the trailer, the latest trailer, in my head. And I was watching Die Hard the other day because it's a classic Christmas film. Mm. And you know the dude, the limo driver, who's like trapped in the basement the entire time. The entire time he's also listening to that song <laughs> like for like three yes. hours. Get ready, go. Yeah. <laughs> it just happens to always cut to him when that CD is looped over. Yeah. <laughs> what, cassette, I guess, when that was made? Yeah, eight track something. <laughs> so, I like Cod Ed, I like Phantom Pain, I like MGS5, and I like Kara. But I'm thinking I can't really do MGS5 because... Actually, in terms of entertainment value, it doesn't really tell you fucking anything. It's purely a technical exercise. The appreciation of that one. Yeah. Like the trailer's not actually that interesting. Uh-huh. But, um... Phantom Pain I like because it's interesting. <laughs> and you don't really know what's happening. And it does make me interested as to what the hell this is. Very well put together. <laughs> But Watchdogs. Uh, I guess the well, it wasn't best demo of those. Yeah, best know. demo. I guess that still counts. Yeah, it's not really a big marketing thing, though, is it? Well, I suppose it is. Yeah. Anyway, that was quite impressive. And as I say, I liked the little details in that, and the, and even the stupid things like that, like the probability of violence. And it's done. <laughs> I don't feel like it really fits in the category. If it's a demo, though. Fair All right, then. So I'm thinking the Kara demo. Fine. And extend that. Well, I suppose so that's kind of a demo as well. It's not really an advert. Well, no, but it's like trailer thing. It's, it was it was really good. But as you said, point. it's not a trailer for something. Does it have to be? Well, if this is that's it's, they, it's it's, it's gaming related, doesn't it? Because it's like this is what we're going to do with the shit. I forget what that game's called. What the next uh, Quantic Dream game is with actual Ellen Page in it. Yeah, that thing. I can't remember what it's called. That's annoying. Um, but if that's like a if you could consider that some level of marketing towards that I guess yeah it was, it was good I enjoyed the car demo you showed it to us so hmm I don't know I think I'm, I'm going to go with that then no one else is going to dispute nope unless you want the car to add which you haven't seen <laughs> no thanks <laughs> alright then Cara wins best ad of the year first trailer um I haven't got flat out worst game, but we haven't really have much thought on that. So no. I, I put that one. There's so a whole I put, ton of them, I'm sure. Yeah, maybe, but we just we conveniently didn't play them. 
Well, no, but I meant, like, even just looking at my giant list of all the games that came out, there's probably a ton in here. Alright, what are your picks for flat-out worst game? Let's have a quick, quick look. <laughs> it depends what you mean by worst, because some of these are hilariously bad in, in other ways. Like, NBA Baller Beats is pretty funny for, like, being a weirdly... But that actually turned out okay, supposedly. But, like... Just the concept is fucked, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, really? like, using a basketball, what? <laughs> using connect and the sensor. Well, I suppose it's a pretty good use of the sensor, really, because I guess those sensors have always been pretty good at picking up claps. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess. So a, a bouncing basketball actually gives you a really precise... Ish. <laughs> there you go. Connect Star Wars. Okay, we're done. Connect Star Wars. <laughs> Worst game. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. I was about to, supposedly that wasn't bad. It's just aimed at the wrong audience, I think, for what... Like, it was a kid's game. It looked terrible. <laughs> it's a kid's game. <laughs> I wish it was a little bit taller. I wish it was a baller. Dancing mode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dancing <laughs> Oh, wait. Of course, there's still Italian. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's pretty shocking. Yeah, that's probably got to win. <laughs> yeah, I did put fucking knights. That could have been <laughs> that could have been good still, Vitaly, if it if it worked, if it didn't work, like literally didn't work. Yeah, most of the time. Just, I'd, I'd forgotten about that completely. That perhaps that should have been in our disappointment category. <laughs> yeah, but that wasn't disappointing to us, really. Yeah, I guess <laughs> like it was a connect game. Just terrible. Terrible. there was terrible. not terrible. very much expectations. All right, then five out worst game, Steel Battalion. Unless you've got any better ones on your list. No, I don't think so. All right, then. I hear Little Big Planet Carthing was pretty bad. I heard it was all right, just not great. You know what I mean? Sort of real, real average. And I'm sure Just Dance 4 was pretty crap. <laughs> Those games are always crap. Yeah. It's a, it's a miracle that anyone buys them. Dance Central, on the other hand, I can fully get behind. Yeah. Crank that Soldier Boy Gangnam style. <laughs> Anyway. Oh man, they must be fighting over the rights for Gangnam Style. No, they both got it. Game. Oh, did they? Dance Central and Just Dance got Gangnam Style. Because he wants money. He wants money. Obviously, <laughs> Sai wants money. That was DLC, but yeah, they both got it. Um, yeah, so anyway, end of that one. <laughs> and I've also got like best remake category, which is like the best like, remade or HD version of a game. Um, sort of can be extended to re release if there's stuff that's been done to it to improve it from the original um, so I was kind of impressed with Sonic CD how that was improved yeah um, that's because they just bought some dude's implementation of it basically yeah Sega so bought some guy who was doing an, um, a good emulator yeah who basically emulated the game the best it's ever been but then decided to actually improve things about it like a number of bugs in the original were quashed and a number of uh, well the game is can be displayed in widescreen uh, format which it never used to and they've added extras and I think they added the ability to play as Tails because I don't remember that being in the original mm, no. um, so they took the original game and made it better and added both soundtracks just for comedy value even if there isn't any Sonic Boom in there <laughs> that sucks yeah <laughs> that was a bit of a shame I wonder what kind of licensing <laughs> licensing fuck up meant that they couldn't get that was it not originally written for the game or something I guess there would have been, like, probably four different people they would have had to license off. Maybe. Because yeah. I assume that those four, at least, there's, like, at least four people who but don't sing they, on that. But don't you normally hold the rights to the music that's been written for your game? 
Well, I get the feeling, since this is sort of CD we're talking about, that probably at the time they didn't think that was going to be a problem. <laughs> so they didn't probably bother making proper licenses yeah. and signing proper contracts. It's probably might, That's the kind of thing that nowadays you'd think, you'd think might have even just been like some staff members, who some devs or something. <laughs> oh, I get it. Oh, I was just trying to think, Sonic CD actually probably came out before Sonic 3. Yeah, I'm thinking. So yeah, I was about to say, Sega would know about that from the Michael Jackson thing they went through for Sonic Three. Yeah, exactly. And so there. Um, so that's <coughs> my nomination, I think, for best remake. And I'm pretty certain Dan wants to put Black Mesa in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. We already <laughs> talked about it and how good it is. And so, yeah. I already said that it's like so good that I'd play it over the original, probably. Uh, given that it's the original's one of my favourite games ever mm. so there you go that's all all you need to know really it's awesome so weigh in uh, don't know there's like anything on this list that has HD on it but that's I guess only... there was Jet Set Radio HD but yeah, it really it's like Tony Hawk's and Jet Set Radio and Knights like, like Black Mesa's a complete re- yeah. ground up rewrite it's not like yeah it's not like uh, it's not really in the same category I don't feel as Sonic CD which is like the same game but made better mm. It sort of is when you describe it like that. Mm. It's the same game, but better. I suppose. The Sonic CD is all the original art and assets and stuff. Yeah, true. Yeah, which were awesome, obviously. <laughs> Music and everything. Yeah, I'm, I don't really care. You know what? I'm inclined to agree with you actually this time. Yeah. It, Sonic CD is a good remake. It's, yeah. you know, it's, it's, that's what you should do, I think, when you're re-releasing an old yeah. game. Yeah. And, you know... Backbone have been pretty good for Sega with their emulation front for getting some of the older stuff um, running, but they weren't. They were just pure emulation jobs in the end. And like Sonic CD, it doesn't need to be like you can HDify it. Like, but it doesn't need everything completely changing. It's not like Half Life where it's like tech is completely different. It's yeah, like, it's the two D era sort of yeah. ages well, yeah. whereas the three D era. Most of the time, really doesn't. Ninety three D games, like yeah, yeah. It's a shame, but they just don't. Yeah, and I think that may be true of a lot of, with the possible exception of like Mario and Zelda on sixty four. Yeah, fine. I think maybe we we may be hitting the cusp of when that's now acceptable. I mm. guess because I can go back and play some old games, but there'll be moments where you're just like, yeah, yeah, that's hard. So we may be in the good zone for that stuff. Okay, Black Mesa wins best remake of the year. Cool. Okay, what's next? I had to get something. Um, <laughs> Clearly. All right. Now Game for the, the air. No. Now for music. <laughs> no. Let's do music. Okay. Best soundtracks. Let's. Oh, can we stick Max Max Payne on there? Oh, you better uh, get the list. Yes, I, I meant to. Yeah. Yes. Max Payne was supposed to be on there for the. Uh, Although they, they probably overused the main theme, but I suppose they have to. <laughs> yeah. For their custom soundtrack written by Health apparently yeah. it really fitted the action quite nicely yeah I, I, from what I've heard of it having not played the game I've heard some you know, bits and pieces of the soundtrack but it all seems really fitting it's impressive it stands out you know, yeah. it stands out to you when you're playing um, they sort of use it for moments I guess don't they? Yeah. To, to accentuate the story which I guess is what Rockstar has always been good at but. that's true um so, obvious entry for Fez, I think, because that soundtrack, as I mentioned before, is so integral to the feel of that game. Yeah. 
combined with everything else, and it is a fantastic piece of music, like just in general, like the glitch room with the glitch music, that's quality, and the general music room in general was quite neat, mm. um, and just all the like what you know sounds that I think would normally be a bit weird, kind of coming together in a nice way. It's, it's just yeah, it's a nice bit, nice bit of soundscaping. Yeah. How I'd describe that uh, disaster pieces behind that one. Uh, I've got Halo Four down here because actually both Halo Four and Mass Effect Three had the same thing for me. Is that actually the music is really, really good in both of those games? But I think in the context of the game, it doesn't really come to the fore. Hmm. You know, uh, there's not. I found that I felt there wasn't really the same strong theme in either of them, really. Um, that have been in previous ones. I think because I, I remember chastising Mass Effect Two slightly for being a little too overzealous with the main theme. Yeah, because it played a lot, and in the credit sequence was just that same theme you'd seen, been hearing throughout the entire game again. You know that kind of stuff. It wasn't that. It was it was all, it was good, but overused. Um, I think Mass Effect Three. Um, it clearly inspired the composers just with its sheer gloominess. Like it's more more depressing than the yeah. other. Yeah, some of the, 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 the some of the piano numbers in there yeah. are really really good. And there was a lot of quite like you know they just break out that reaper horn, don't they? Like it has <laughs> it like goes, a yeah, it, goes, it goes a little Inception. Yeah, but, but yeah, it's a bit Inception. But I thought it was very effective, and I thought it was the best score of the Mass Effect stuff. Probably. Yeah, it is really good. But yeah. again, I think I put, while I was playing it, except for those uh, couple of cutscenes, never really stood out. You know what I mean? It was. Yeah, it's only weirdly, in the like, sequences. And yeah, stuff. weirdly, when I think of Mass Effect, I always remember the music from the first game. Yeah. More than the, uh, yeah. More than the other that two. Clinky but, yeah, sort of sci-fi yeah. stuff. Look, but the quality of the set, of the soundtrack in the second two games is actually really better. But I think as a game soundtrack, the first one worked better. I thought it. <laughs> I think yeah, I think it, they're better the um, the yeah two and three and certainly three soundtracks. But I think the Mass Effect one is more distinctive and memorable actually yeah. in a way just because it's so different. Like Mass Effect three could be I a film the score thing, you know. And then they went all orchestral pretty much in two, yeah. And then they kind of found a blend in a three. nice blend, yeah. Because um, it suited, it was nice and epic and stuff. Mm. And but you had those synth elements, yeah. But that 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 Mass Effect one score would never work for a film mm. like a Hollywood film. And I think it stands out a little bit more for me over Halo Four, which, as I said, is great soundtrack. But I don't. It doesn't. Halo always had that theme thing, that theme sound, yeah. Which this doesn't have, right? Yeah, you know, and Reach had, Reach less, of had less of it, but it toyed with it. If you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was it got close to the theme and then de- changed it a little. It's deliberate, yeah. Yeah, which was great. It was clever. Yeah. Um, three had that brilliant. I love Three's soundtrack simply for that sort of dum dum dum. Yeah, that was good. That, the sort of piano thing that came in at just the right moment. Um, so yeah, it's great, but just not as great as Halo is known for. It's no. a different guy though. It's not Marty O'Donnell. No, Marty O'Donnell's gone on right. different things. Well, he'll be um, doing the music for the new thing. Yeah, presumably he's still at Bundy. Um, but yeah, fair play to you though. It's still good. Just uh, and my other nomination, which Zach will be pleased with, I guess, was the FTL soundtrack because that couldn't have been more suiting for that game. Yep. The uh, sort of it's hard to describe it because it's kind of casual, but at the same, but at the same time, sort of tense in places, but not in its sound. 
It's like the comp- the composition is tense, but the sounds are always are quite soft and sine wavy, and yeah, and of course it has the fade into battle music. Yeah, it's always important. It's a. I don't think that game would have felt the same without it. Maybe. I don't know, put some Ramstein in there, it's not really going to have the same effect, is it? <laughs> but you can say that about a lot of things. Really. Put some Ramstein in it, it's not the same. <laughs> it's going to fuck up most things. Yeah. But I, I don't know, it stood out this year. I mean, you were trying to get us into Snapshot earlier, and it's like, nah, it's it's, it's alright, but it's doesn't make the game. It's, and that's part of what makes the soundtrack great, is that it has to make the game. It helps. Yeah, it's, some it's, le- it's, Although some levels are better than others, I think, in that. Because yeah. It, it's like actually the the opening stuff I think was better than yeah the forest the levels I think were probably yeah. pretty good and actually this was even the if trouble. it didn't really suit the forest it was quite good as a like this is music. the trouble with that video is that the forest levels are pretty good and I think I liked the actual fourth chapter level music quite well as well which we didn't get to in that video mm. <laughs> like the the like disused laboratory that has pretty good music as well I think this is the better part. And of course, the disco level, which I didn't get to show you either. But the disco level is just funny rather than good, I think. Like, weirdly out of place suddenly. <laughs> and then the other thing, the other nomination, of course, was Splice. But that's just like, that's just puzzle game piano music, I guess. It's suitable. Yeah, it is suitable. It's quite, it's quite nice. But, yeah, it's, it's of mention. Yeah. But I don't think it's a winner. <laughs> well, obviously, we know what the winner is, so. What's Do we? Winner? I don't know. <laughs> it has to be Fez. Okay, Fez. Fez is the winner. Well, okay, fair enough. Because you know, I, I, I was about to say, I, I you know, if, if Dan was going to talk up Mass Effect, I'm, no, that's fine. I might have had a problem deciding, but Fez is really good, <laughs> and it's probably the one I will go back to and try and listen to more. Yeah. So, winner, best music, Fez. Fez. All right. <laughs> Worst moment in audio across gaming this year. How many year. have you got? Because I've, I managed to come up with one more. I've got three, oh, the Mass Effect 3 Reloads, that's a good one. Just for the dynamic range on yeah. that fucking thing. We have to set it down every time. This was uh, Naomi's <laughs> recommendation more than me because so yeah, it, is, it is so much louder than the rest of the game. And it's so unnecessary. Like, my stereo was on. Like, and it's like, what? <laughs> oh, it's like, Jesus. It is completely and utterly... The, 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 from a, even from a... The gameplay standpoint, that sequence is just in the way. Yeah. It's really annoying. It sucked in Aspect 2, even. It's, yeah. Even well, that it, long ago. Yeah. It, well, even in the first, really. Wow. You didn't see it nearly as much in the first, really. I don't know. It still did it whenever you went from, like, gal- uh, yeah. like uh, system to system. Yeah, but it wasn't quite so... It was the same. It, it hadn't got round to being annoying yet. In the first game, it was just like, this is their loading pause. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. But in was, the second game, it was like, why have they not... Fix this. It was it was ir- that sequence, not necessarily the audio of it, but the sequence in general was irritating to me in in the game in terms of the game's flow, and the audio was irritating to everyone around me. <laughs> I'm getting the nod. It was way too loud. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's a that's a good one. Um, I've got Guild Wars two NPCs because their their speech repeats a bit too often when you're standing nearby. Well, I don't know if they could have done something to. Um, make it so those sounds play differently for different players rather than them because they've got that I mean it's good in a way because you know when they start talking everybody hears that at the same time you know Yeah. and I think that works in certain places but I think when you're standing around NPCs that perhaps should be marked as yeah I've got repeating audio um, maybe that 
was less important to leave in, or at least like make them quieter or something. The more you hear it, I don't know. <laughs> Either way, it's quite annoying when you're standing there doing something. There's some people having the same conversation every ninety seconds. Yeah, well, it's like it's a problem because it's, it's, it's in a lot of cases in theory you might run through that area like once, and then you'll hear that conversation. And then you'll never go there again. So it's kind of important that it repeats that frequently so that you hear it the one time you run past, or otherwise you might never hear that. And yeah, it true. might be like, true. It's, ba- it's sort of interest, ba- interest, interest building. Yeah, I, the know world, I, mean, I don't, I don't, I don't really stuff. know how they would have fixed it, or how the, I don't really know of a good, a particularly great solution for it, but it is still annoying. Yeah. Um, perhaps when, if you're a, I don't know, those ones that are. But they could have done something, I guess, for the guys in towns, maybe. <laughs> so, like, if you're in a menu and you're near some NBCs with repeating text, just don't repeat it, or don't let you hear that one while you're in a menu. Maybe. You know, let, uh, let ones you haven't heard yet, what did your visit, make a sound, but don't let them repeat, I yeah, guess. Possibly. Um, that might have been enough. You know, in the world... In an important mission location, it's fine. Yeah, whatever. But then you, but, then it'd be weird. If, like you'd see NPCs walking up to each other and having silent conversations. <laughs> that's, that's not exactly uncommon. No, I guess in gaming. But uh, yeah, so there's that. Um, I've also put down for Guild Wars that sine wave glitch I had, where it just sort of <laughs> that like, was one. That was something on your system that went weird. The game fuck. It was really annoying though. <laughs> Made it unplayable because it's just like in one ear. With my headphones, it just started going. Your system has like weird sound glitches when you exit stuff as well. So, well, that's different from it. That's just them not closing the device properly, or my device not handling that well. But it's uh, that I can deal with, like end of sound effects tailing into a loop. But when the whole sound system dies mid-game and it can't, you can't get it back. Kind of annoying. Kind of. Kind of. Uh, yeah, you got any more than that? Well, my my last one was Guild Wars 2 as well. Okay. <laughs> because but what for? for? For the... Well, it's not, it's not even NPCs. It's stuff that, like, the characters say. Mainly anything that they say when they get status effects. Because you hear those so often! Oh, yeah. I'm six feet tall! Oh, in uh, in Far Cry Three, the dudes that you're stealthing, they have about like three lines that they say, oh, and really? they, they they repeat like constantly. Mm. It's like, oh no, I should have used a condom. I've, I yeah. burns when I piss, and then they just oh, keep saying God. that over and over again. <laughs> yeah, so that's dumb. They're called <laughs> apparently they're called barks. Those those, barks. Uh, those oh, where they just say them they, on their own. Where yeah, where guards say shit for no reason. They're mm. called barks, yeah. but they have almost none. <laughs> That's, um, that Which is particular content of that one must be really annoying after yeah. a while. It is kind of annoying, but it's probably not as annoying as <laughs> especially because they like the Mass Effect. You're on the nice, relaxing uh, galaxy map music, bling 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 bling, and then you press the thing, and it's <laughs> so loud. And then there's that like second phase to that sound, isn't it? With that little. Yeah, sort of like, and all that does is make my sub go nuts. <laughs> yeah, it's just annoying. It's just unnecessary as well. I think we may have a winner there. The, the Mass Effect relays. The Guild Wars Two outclasses it on three different nominations. Like, well, for that, but it's a singular moment in audio. But I guess if we were talking like 
worst game for audio stuff. Perhaps perhaps Guild Wars wins that <laughs> best overall game for bad audio, but because the rest of it's okay. Actually, no, the sounds do get grating after a while. Actually, in Guild Wars, they're better than they were in the first Guild Wars, but they're still a little grating after a while. Like the music's fine. Yeah. I, I like the music in Guild Wars. Yeah, but you know, the, even even your weapon noises, like the guns and stuff. Like, it's, I guess the guns are quite annoying because you hear them all the time. Like, bang, yeah, the, bang, it is bang. like though. It's because you don't have any options for that. Mm. I guess. Well, but yeah. really, what could they even do? They'd all be guns. Well, I guess if they like, if different models of gun had a slightly different sound, yeah, then that maybe. would be cool. Um, so yeah, Guild Wars Two, I think, wins worse overall audio experience that we've had but the Mass Effect 3 wins like definitely has to win worst singular audio moment okay official alright um moments best moment now danger of spoiler territory here I think I'm running out of moments for this year it's not been a good moments yet no it hasn't been I need to play The Walking Dead so it hasn't been that moments. great I mean you suggested Morden's death yeah I thought that was Mass pretty Effect good 3. Which was it's a nice. It is avoidable in one very specific way, but it's kind of hard to do, and you have to. You can avoid him dying. You can avoid oh, his cool. death, but it's really based on your back play, and it's an, an awkward right. scenario. Like it's, I don't think it's a scenario that many people will have had. Right, I didn't um, know. That. It's interesting. There is a way of doing it, um, but that scene just gets better. If he has to die, that scene gets better and better the more you've interacted with him. Yeah, in yeah. Previous games bringing back the older classic uh, Gilbert and Sullivan thing. Yeah, of course. It's classy. Um, Do you only get that if you've had it? If You you only get that if, if he you... sang it to you in Mass Effect 2. Oh, cool. That makes sense. Um, uh, there's a few things like that with that sequence. Um, I've put down, spoiler alert, well, but you kind of knew it happens, really, because it's part of the main plot of the game. When Alex Mason dies, um, the way that is done is such a mindfuck. It's like it's so mean. You kind of know something's wrong. That mi- the, the mission in which things that happens, it's like everything is set up that something's not right, but no one really knows what. Right. And then this horrible thing happens at the end, and you're like, "Oh fuck!" And it's it's really well done. That whole scene is nasty. It's um. Well, it sounds memorable. Yeah. It? And typically unsavory. <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's what it's the major turning point of that game. Really, it's 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 the key part. It's the key moment in that game. It's it's really great. <laughs> it's done so well. Seg, you got any nominations for best moment? Not really. Moment- I was going to say like like when we had like any time you make a good revelation on Fez is a hell of a moment. Oh yeah. But it's not really one that the game gives you. It's like it's your own personal satisfaction. Yeah, which is. I don't know, just as powerful, I think. But figuring something out is like, it's like, oh shit! Or when we get it, or the, the order, it was, because the opposite to that was the time where we accidentally got something right, and then we're like, well, how the shit did we just do that? <laughs> and then had to go look up what the actual solution was that we'd accidentally stumbled upon. It's like, oh, alright, that feels less good. Clearly, the best moment of affairs was having kippers on the voice <laughs> Go fuck! fuck. <laughs> he wasn't even <laughs> doing anything related to affairs. He no. was playing God at the time. <laughs> that was pretty funny, though. <laughs> fuck! <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. Oh, most of the moments when you discover something new in Fairs are pretty great. And the ending counts more as a moment for the game rather than you. Because presumably that's just the ending. I guess. I'm not sure the ending was really the moment, though. That's not the it's not the standout bit of that game, I guess. Yeah. Again, the ambience of the moon, I suppose, was kind of cool. Yeah. And the, and the ridiculous pixelation effect. Uh, yeah. Where everything starts well, going crazy like, and it's like, like, oh wait, shit. Wait, what, what's going on? <laughs> and then <laughs> just that moment where the pixels break at the end. Yeah. That's quality. So that's, that's just cool. That's not really a... It doesn't have the impact, but it's just really cool. <laughs> um, yeah, so there were two. I, I could have sworn there should be more in Mass Effect, really, mm. that I should remember. But I don't. Hmm. And maybe that says something. Yeah. <laughs> it says that it came out in March. <laughs> yeah. I guess when the kid dies at the start, but it's kind of set up so you know that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, it's being on Palavan, I guess when you first land on that, that's pretty cool. Yeah. The, the ending, one of the, well, one the good ending to, one of the good e- resolutions to Tali's Homeworld stuff was kind of mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. Especially if you're playing the romantic tree with Tali. I think that plays out quite well. Oh, yeah. Kind of after after you've beaten that, that fucking stupid Reaper where you have to dodge and you have to roll. Yeah, it's a shit mission that bit. Yeah. But, yeah, the, but the way that, that, mm. that those scenes... Yeah, not necessarily the acquiring of the photo of Tali. That was kind of... So you get to see that a fucking quarry is... Yeah, I won't spoil it for anyone. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a disappointment. <laughs> it's not as fucked up as you would think. <laughs> mm. Uh, yeah. Yep. So I don't know. That's a tough call. I think it's going to have to be your call because you're the only one. The that's only one that's still on both. Yeah. I'm going to go with Call of Duty. Fair I'm enough. Afraid. Call of Duty. This, Black Ops 2. That, that's the one I'm going to remember, the, I think, this the year. Death the Vedic Mason. The Death of Alex Mason. Pretty good. We've only got one nomination for this next category, so this might be an instant win. Um, instant win. Laziest sequel. Pokemon Black and White 2. <laughs> well, regardless of if we came up with any more, that would be the winner. <laughs> Did you have any more possible suggestions? Wait, look at this list and see what ones there might be twos on. I guess Borderlands 2 was technically quite lazy. Because <laughs> it was just more Borderlands. Oh, yeah. With better is. guns. And even though I've only played, like, what, one, two hours of it, it's it, you, you can tell straight away, straight away, it's like, this is Borderlands again. Yep. <laughs> um, it's better in a number of ways, like, presentationally. Yeah. Um, oh, but, and, it is, but it is the same game. And more obvious nominations, any of the more new Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> I guess. Two or you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah actually, they're pretty, sequels to themselves. Even they're pretty good en- entries. I mean, New Super Mario Brothers U is supposed to be a pretty good game, but you know they're just pulling from the same graphic library that they've had for what five years now. Yep. Hmm. I don't think many of the other ones on there that have numbers are particularly lazy. I mean, there's the dancing games again, obviously. These are relatively lazy. Yeah. I don't think they really added anything with Dance Central 3 that they hadn't already done in 2. And Magic the Gathering um, 2013. 
Well, yeah. yeah but, <laughs> they added the ability to like tap lands individually. No, they added a whole new game type. Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay. So I, I think they that. replaced um, Arch Enemy with something else. Oh, good. I was a bit. I didn't like Arch Enemy. Yeah, it's all right. It's, it's okay. Bit. I just don't feel like playing it that much. I'd but, rather play more magic, more, more normal magic than Arch Enemy. Yeah, I just hope they've improved that interface. Actually, it probably won't be a problem on PC. It was a bit of a. They've made some serious yeah. loading error mistakes on the Xbox. Oh, right. It was quite nice. Thing, things take too long to load for a game that's entirely based on paper. Um, I'm still back on my SSD then. Instantaneous. But on PC, I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, regardless. Uh, yeah. So, Blazio sequel. Um, Pokemon Black Actually, <laughs> yeah, no, Pokemon still has to win it. Borderlands actually is a pretty good suggestion. Yeah, there's a lot but, of content in there. There is, yeah, there is a lot of content in it. It's like the COD thing, I guess. They've worked really hard to make the same game. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and it's been a, more of a success this time. So yeah. And I can't... And, and actually, this time, I can't put COD into that category, like, even at all, because this year's was so good. Yeah. Um, right. Next one. Most, probably another short one. The most swear-inducing game of 2012. And I put Guild Wars 2 for the jumping puzzles, because yep. I don't like the handling of, how, of the platforming in that. It seems so... Awkward and, and and probably lag to be honest. Right, it feels like I get shoved off good landings quite often. Well, I mean, potentially with your with your system, it might even be just graphical. You might not be you might not be seeing enough frames to really feel like you're perhaps yeah. landing it right. That's a that's a fair enough judgment. Um, but yeah, they could be really quite fucking annoying when you've been trying it for like. 40 minutes or something. We haven't something. even done any of the, the ones that I consider really annoying. Although the ones that I... One of the ones that I considered most annoying is less about jumping and more about there's just traps that instantly murder you if you cock it up at all. Oh, shit. <laughs> that sounds bad. Although, potentially, that's more annoying for me because I was doing it solo, so I didn't have anyone to pick me up if I <laughs> cocked but up. But then wouldn't you be in a trap? <laughs> yeah, but there is still ways you can get out of that, isn't there? Like there was that in that sewered spider cave we went in. <laughs> yeah. Where if you pull it, providing the guy resi you doesn't foolishly start resi you while he's standing in range of the trap. <laughs> yeah, you get a moment, I think, to get out. Once you get up, you can dive out of the way really quickly. Mm. But yeah, some of those were pretty annoying. I can't really think what else of this year has wound me up. Too much. I mean, some bits of COD are quite frustrating, but that's. Kind of... <laughs> I'll tell you something that fits in this category, not for like, not actually because of player involvement, as it turns out. <laughs> and also, you didn't actually see this when I showed it to you, but in Cargo Commander, you hit F, your guy just goes, fuck you! Really? <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's like literally the most swear inducing game because it's just something that the character you, does. You can make yourself swear. Yep. That's kind of cool. <laughs> For that, no reason. That's quite random. The F button. <laughs> He's swearing at absolutely nothing. Yeah, fuck you. He's swearing at reasons. Does it actually say that? Yeah. Oh, right. That's not what I expected of that game. No. That's the other reason it's really weird. <laughs> Doesn't really fit in with the aesthetic of the game very much. <laughs> I think something um, dumb I keep doing in Far Cry 3, not pressing F, but like, if I'm driving, uh, the, the map doesn't have like, it doesn't give you those nice sat nav navigation, so occasionally you need to check the map to see mm. where the hell you go. So you press escape to go to the map, and you press escape to come back out of the map and go back to driving. But if you miss WSAD, for some reason I've done this multiple times and I've pressed E, and I just jump out of the car as it's speeding along. <laughs> it's like, oh, check the map. Oh, shit! <laughs> you keep jumping out. <laughs> anyway, never mind. 
That's quite funny. Because you're going to press W for accelerate and you're like, yeah, e- yeah. oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That's pretty funny. Only on PC. That won't happen on console. Um, yeah. I don't know if it, if we were to extend it to the most swear inducing game of all time, of any, any, any year that we happen to play this year, then I might put the Williams Hall of Fame collection in there because some of those tables are fucking bastards. <laughs> Especially Pinbot. Screw you, Pinbot. Battlefield 3. <laughs> yeah, or Battlefield 3. Always. I've had a better year of TF, I think. <laughs> well, we haven't played that much, really. Not as much, no. It feels better. Can't say too. Uh, we haven't really played that enough for you to get in, uh, no, have a bad day. I've not been that annoyed with it so far. <laughs> I mean, it's really quite annoying if you die and you can't spore it in anywhere close, because then it has the Battlefield problem. Yeah. It's like, shit, I need to get back into that fight, but it's going to take me like five minutes to drive over there. But at least you can always get a vehicle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. Well, provided your spawn point is in a base with vehicle spawn. Well, they all have some kind of vehicle spawn. Mm. Even if it's just a like, city ATV. Yeah. Buggy. <laughs> or an aircraft. So, with no other possibilities, I think that has to be the Guild Wars jumping puzzles. Indeed. Winner. Winner, most swear inducing game of 2012. Guild Wars 2 for its jumping puzzles in an MMO with yeah, lag yeah. and all. Wow. Brilliant. Technically, lag shouldn't be a problem for Jones. Shouldn't affect that. Because so. it should be all client side, that part. Yeah. To some extent. Your position. I'm not so sure. Right. Next. Anyway. Games we really should have played. Like, what was the biggest game or the best rated game? Well, I don't know how you really want to rate this, but what's the game we should really play next year? <laughs> like, out of this list that we didn't get around to playing. Assassin's Creed 3. Sega and Sonic Racing Transformed. And admittedly, we have a caveat that for that because we want the PC version, which hasn't come out. That doesn't count because you were going to play that. Yeah, but we haven't. Yeah, but... Does Just it, because it hasn't come out, that does, that, I don't think that really counts. Because, well, I suppose we really, I kind of want to play Assassin's Creed 3, but I've got the revelations still to do. Yeah, but this is, isn't this more of, isn't this category meant to be more about games that, that people say are good, that we didn't necessarily, weren't that enthusiastic No, about. we've got another category for that. No, that's a different game. Oh, no, no, there is another category for biggest game that we just don't care about. Yeah, but that's not the same as games we no, should play. This is, oh, right. this is like games that people are telling us we should play. No, yeah, I, well, to an extent, I think this is the game we want to play the most that we feel we should have played, not necessarily that we told, were told that we should have played. Mm. So this is kind of like a preview of next year <laughs> on the Cellarcast. Um So yeah, Spec Ops, I really want to play that, just because of the... Uh, you know, it's been said that the gameplay isn't great, but that's not the draw for me. The draw for me is that ridiculous storyline, and you know, Nolan North. Because people are talking about it. That's why. Yeah, again, but but I I want to do that. Not not because people have told me I should play it. It's like what I've heard about that storyline is appealing. Um, Trials Evolution, mm-hmm. one of the biggest releases for Explorer this year. Um, so as long as that goes on sale <laughs> looks, looks, looks a lot of fun and I want to play it but it's nah, a bit pricey <laughs> um, well I suppose it's not really that pricey it's just that Explod doesn't really reduce prices very much it, it's, I think it came on sale and dropped 400 points so it was 800 might have been worth a punt I guess mm. but it does look like a laugh 
That I wonder if it has. I don't know if it has. Does it have split screen co-op while we play? It'd be pretty cool. It probably doesn't. It has those the four lane. The four, things, yeah, the four lane it? mode that looks pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but I think I'd get more out of that if Zach had an Xbox, for instance, and also picked it up. Or you know, I don't know. It feels like a game that should be in, in, like shared almost rather than soloed. Maybe I don't know. It has that feel to me. Um, Dust and Elysian Tale. Really, really want to play that. Actually own it, so <laughs> yeah, I will. That also, I think, doesn't get... I think if you already own it, I don't think it can be on this list, really. I should have played it before now, really, because it should be in this year's GOTYs for, like, things yeah. that it could... But know. there's a lot of things that we should have... It's like, I should have played Mass Effect 3, and you should have played Borderlands 2, and, or XCOM, or... Uh, I, I sort of... XCOM. Like, watching you play was enough to know what XCOM's about. Yeah, but... Um, um, Journey... Yeah. I absolutely should have played that. Um, Walking Dead, we really should have played that, given how much attention it's got. Well, we're going to. We've got, we're going to. Two of us have copies. Um, I'm second guessing why I put this on the list. I think we can forgive myself for not playing Final Fantasy 13 too. <laughs> yeah. Probably. I, I want to play it, but. Did you finish 13? I did finish 13. Yeah, cool. I think that's the only Final Fantasy game I've finished. Um, yeah, so those are my nominations. Well, I'm definitely going to play The Walking Dead. Yeah, that seems like the obvious one to me. Yeah, I'm I'm psyched about that. I think that's my out of that list. That's my top. Yeah, probably. Maybe yeah. Dishonored. Maybe yeah, Dishonored. Maybe. Yeah, maybe Dishonored. I mean, I've put that in the game we didn't care about. List, mm. but yeah, maybe I should play it. I mean, I like that kind of game in theory. Yeah, that's it's like kind yeah, of. kind of. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely more for you two. I'm not mm. interested in that in the slightest. I mean, that mechanic of the sort of crazy what the blink boost, blink thing. Yeah, that's kind of cool idea. Um, and I guess that the, the Half Life Two designer stuff, like of the city. Like, it's the guy that designed City Center. Yeah, it's a little bit like... It, 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 you can tell. Yeah, you can tell. Um, but yeah. I think City 17 had a more coherent feel than what I've seen of that. I don't, I'm don't. i not sure I like it in Dishonored, how it, how it looks. Anyway, I'd rather play yeah. The Walking Dead. I think it's more important than Dishonored. And then Sleeping Dogs. Oh, yes, yeah, so I forgot about that. Stop that. Sleeping on. Dogs. <laughs> you would be the person who should... That's open world. I know. It's GTA I'm, in I know, Asia. I know, but it's not, G, it's not GTA... And it has Batman-esque fighting. <laughs> yeah. so I'm like, it should be the perfect game for you. Mm, yeah, theoretically. Maybe that's I mean, my GTA. Maybe fun. that's the GTA yeah, maybe. I should play as, uh, after, you know, Saints Row and that. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe Feels they're more your speed than GTA itself. Yeah. I don't know. I'm willing to be surprised by GTA V, but... You won't be. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. <laughs> uh, that's a good one, actually. Sleepy Dogs. I've forgotten completely about that. That DLC quick look was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, Sleepy dogs. I'm still feeling The Walking Dead, though, on this category. Well, yeah, I think that out of, those, out of everything, it really has to be that one. Because apparently know. that was the best thing ever, yeah. in a lot of people's opinions. Walking Dead wins the best game we really should have played. Or and the biggest game we really should have played. And we will, and I really want to get that. Yeah, do that soon. Cool. Um, I'd intended perhaps to get fitting an episode in before we did this, but didn't get the time. Um, all right, biggest games of the year we didn't care about at all. What's um, on the list? I don't think any of us were particularly bothered about the new Need for Speed. For no. some reason, it's like I think Criterion have lost it. 
for me. Oh shit! Like the multiplayer shit, we forgot. Really cool. I forgot one off games we should have played. Oh? I should have played Forza Horizon. I quite like the look of that. Yeah, I guess. But anyway, not as good as The Walking Dead. I guess. But yeah, I kind of no, want Forza play Horizon that. is probably a game we should have played more than Forza Four. Mm. I guess because right. it was the Forza Four was you played three, didn't you? Yeah, and, I might and Four was basically Horizon. an evolution of three. So you, no real surprises. But Horizons. Yeah. Seems quite different. Anyway, games we don't care about. Games we didn't care about. Need for Speed Most Wanted. We yeah, were sort of sure interested why. in, but then when it came out, we were like, just didn't even mention it. Nah. Yeah, none of us really paid attention. It's supposed to be good, I guess. Um, I see. Yeah. Single player, not so much. Right. Multiplayer is where it's at. All oh, right, interesting. Um, and so I guess that that may hinge on whether you have a posse to play it with. Yeah, maybe. Well, John Bob just gave it best multiplayer of the year, didn't they? Yeah, Jeff just likes grief, and that's what it's about. <laughs> right. No um, sports games in general. Apparently, the new FIFA is really, really good, isn't it? This year's. Yeah, version? if you exclude the Wii version. Right. Okay. Just yeah, last year's version again. Yeah. Um. Uh, the World of Warcraft, Mr. Pandaria expansion. Obviously, because we don't play well. Yeah, big old release though, but we really don't care. Dishonored. We... I don't think that was more. I don't think that one specifically was as big as some of the other ones have been. That's it's called pandas. Yeah. I don't know. Pandaria. That, that, that's sort of ironically <laughs> interesting. I think like the previous one was probably more. It was bigger than people expected it to be. I think. Pandaria. Yeah, but I don't think it was. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, it's as a big important. old expansion, really. Mm. Even by World of Warcraft standards. It sounds like it's huge, um, and they've made they made some key changes even to like bits of interface and things like that. You know, that's they've changed some of how the game flow works. Mm-hmm. So it's not just an expansion, really, by that logic. But um, I've put Dishonored down here, but I might maybe we should cross that off, given that you mm-hmm. guys actually seem relatively interested, yeah. like, or feel that you should play it. I but, probably should check it out. Um, Hitman Absolution. <laughs> kind of think no, no, yeah. just no. And apparently, it's not very good. Yeah, but we weren't really game. interested in the Hitman games before that either. No, so. but it was like one of the it was the hyped up release of the year. Really, it was a lot of they had TV ads and everything. Boobs you know, it was, again. Did they have boobs? <laughs> There's no uh, nuns. Nun boob. Yeah, the stupid sexy latex nuns. Yeah, yeah, from the advertising. <laughs> All right, That's they really weird. messed up. Uh, a lot of the uh, marketing for that game yeah because it was like what well, my brother worked on the website lol. but then they did that <laughs> Facebook app thing that was oh, like yeah. a disaster you call oh, that God, make, yeah. make assassination hits on your friends lol. yeah <laughs> they could be identified by their small boobs <laughs> oh god yeah it was terrible yeah. anyway uh, and we you in general I'm not sure we really care about it Okay, not yet. Not until Smash Bros. No, comes does that out. count as a game we don't care about? No, it's just a gaming just... thing. That is, yeah, it's everything like, on the everything Wii U. on Wii U. Do we really care? There's got to be tons more on this list. Yeah, those are the biggest ones. Well, we didn't care about Soul Calibur Five. I did. I actually want that. I just didn't get it because you know, fighting games and me, I kind of wait till they're cheap. Which Soul Calibur <laughs> right. Five now is the same problem. It's also like I really want to play Dead or Alive Five, but it's Diablo Three. Yeah, oh, yeah, actually, that's, that's and sort of by extension, Torch even Torchlight like Two, yeah. because even though I got it and I started playing it, it really didn't hook me nearly as much as Torchlight One. Mm. I don't know what they did wrong. <laughs> Interesting. Maybe it would be better if we co-opted it or something. Yeah, possibly. Um, now that you can, yeah. <laughs> well, have you got it now? No, I don't have that. But, um, but actually, can we count Diablo Three? Because Kippers was on the show over the summer and gave it raving review. <laughs> we don't care. True. 
Happy Sailor does an organisation, doesn't <laughs> Wii U is bigger than any game, I guess. Wii U is probably bigger than, as it yeah, were. Yeah. If this I, is biggest game, I don't, don't really care want about. one. Well, that's quite a big deal then. Yeah. Maybe that should win. And I've... That last console generation, I wanted every console that came out. And you owned them all. And I owned them all. So that's Admittedly, there was a delay on the PS3. The PS3 was the one I ended up waiting for. Because, you know, I didn't... I liked the hardware. I just didn't think there really was a killer app for it for a while. Until Wipeout came out. Mm. Um, no more Wipeouts ever. I might still be. Just because I closed the studio doesn't mean the IP is dead. Mm. They just, the next one just might be very different. <laughs> I forget, was Wipe, well, I'm not sure Wipeout Fusion was made by the same team. No idea. The PS2 one. I don't know. That was a weird one, though. That was a weird one. Um, very unlike them. Uh, yeah, well, I'm, I might give this to the Wii U. The Wii U. the biggest gaming thing we just didn't care about at all. Yep. Could kill us. Well, the Diablo 3 is pretty big. It just hasn't had the impact, has it? No, really. In general, it doesn't. It came seem out, to be had made a, yeah, it came out, seemed to have raise a big deal. Everyone was playing it. Everyone was, was complaining that they it. couldn't play it because they couldn't oh, yeah, get into yeah, it. Oh yeah, yeah, because of the connection thing. And then everyone was playing it. Everyone was talking about it, but couple, one maybe two months later, nothing's been said. No, no one cares anymore. I guess there'll be there'll be that hardcore community that likes Diablo too. I guess that will well, assume still... they like Diablo three. Yeah, I guess <laughs> Which they probably don't. They probably yeah. still like Diablo two. All right, and I totally forgot a really old like topic here. We're going all the way back to the disappointing game, disappointing things. Mm-hmm. I forgot to mention that one of the other super disappointing things was the retardedly fucked up release of Scribblenauts Unlimited. <laughs> Oh, what was messed up about that? The fact that it doesn't come out in Europe until, like, sometime in 2013. <laughs> like, really? March. But the PC <laughs> But it comes out in Australia, it's already out. But you can buy it on Steam. You can buy the PC version on Steam now. No, you can't. It's a pre-purchase. Is it? Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, shit. And it, it's literally only just appeared on Steam now. Like, yeah. when the, the actual release date, which was... Like twenty eighth of November, I think, was, was the Australian close, was one. Close to the Wii U launch. Yeah, twenty eighth of November was the Australian one, and it wasn't on Steam then. And it was like, where is it? <laughs> Where's this version? But it doesn't come out until March or something. Huh? For some reason, so I guess unspecified that, reason. In fact, because they that, didn't actually say. I guess that affects us for the Wii U copy as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. and the three DS copy, I suppose, as well. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about the three DS one. That's slightly different because that actually came out before the Wii U one as well in American release okay, dates. Yeah. That was like a month before that. Oh, really? Quite, no, quite some time. Yeah, or at least a couple of weeks. I can't actually remember, mm. but some time. So yeah, that was really, really weird. And, and it's the fact that they don't seem to have given out any reasoning. It's just like it was like literally pretty much the day the day the Wii U came out and it came out on the Wii U everyone was just expecting it to turn up for Europe yeah. with the Wii U but then it didn't Shit. <laughs> and well, they were just like no comment it can't be localization because they just say if it was just localization yeah <laughs> that is weird especially yeah, considering normally, normally... And, and also because of the Australian one where it's like that's even PAL so <laughs> not well, that yeah. Well, I don't know. Unless they're... I don't know, Minty could have been the guys, but they were, they were a bit funny with Europe localization because of the 
you know, they've made mistakes before with like how words and how words <laughs> the spastic be, train. Yeah, the spastic train. <laughs> it's right. from Mario Party Eight. Mm. Um, it is a game based a lot on words. And the, in fairness, there's been uh, since then there's been a number of games that have had quite lofty delays. Well, well, presumably, while well, Ninty just go over the local every line of dialogue in the localization with a with a dog that can read or something, <laughs> given the speed that it happens, right? It's uh, it's pretty disappointing, but yeah. I stand by our original. Yeah, I didn't think that was um, going to win. So. No, I forget what we did for that, but yeah, go back and listen to it. <laughs> Apparently, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not marking what we what's what. <laughs> so we you then for a thing we don't care about. We you the biggest thing we sort of don't really care about. Which is a shame, but I will care about when Smash Bros. comes out. <laughs> or will you? Next category is okay, you might not care about the Wii U. It might just you might just have to give it. Uh, yeah, you, know, you might, might still not, not care. You might not care for the Wii U. It's just that it has the that game. Yeah, which is incredible. It's it. it is your destiny. It is now time. Well, it's not quite yet time, isn't it? There's one less from time. It's the most time the most, spent. This is the Zachary Zachary Burgess. Burgess. most time spent in a game award. We can't do this because, as we found out when we looked at my Steam, somehow the like Borderlands Two, obviously, and Guild Wars Two have been quite long periods of time. But that's like since October or September, basically. Hmm. That's only in that, in that last four months of the year. It's like, what was I even doing for the rest of the year? <laughs> that's a very good question. I have no idea. Go back and look. Minecraft or Terraria or Civ. You played Civ for a bit. No, it wasn't any of those. We've got a recording of a, what Export, you've been playing yeah, yes. every two weeks. You could go look at those. But I, I just like, I can't... You'd think I'd remember... Like but the no. fact that there's been, and especially because it's like I wasn't playing Last Bit Free. That's true, you said he <laughs> So it's like, what was I doing? I don't know, man. So there you go. And even, and in, in, in any case, regardless of that, it probably wasn't something that came out this year because no. I went through that list and looked at all no, the things I, I played it, this year. I don't think it was given looking at the list of everything we've marked, tagged on the website. Yeah, so probably if we had to say what would win this category, it would be Guild Wars 2 just because that would be the well, longest. There we go. That will have to do. So Guild Wars, I think. Yeah. Guild Wars 2 wins the Zachary Burgess most times sunk award. It is an MMO, so it makes sense. Yep. It deserves it too. It's a good game. It's a good game. Which leads us to the game of the year. Uh, we had a fucking long discussion about this last time. I don't think it's going to be as long this time. No, we've discussed most of the key points of several of these games. I don't even know. There is one game that we haven't been virtually at all so far, which is No, X-Con. which is on the list. Yeah, XCOM. That's... It's a damn fine game. Yep. Even if I've only seen, like, the first couple of hours of it. Yep. What it does got? kind of. I, do I guess. I guess that is a sort of a problem of it that it does kind of. It's that, that's it has a hard a, one to judge, isn't it? Because you have to spend. You really have to put the time in. I think. Well, so. yeah, and it, it does sort of have a. It's not as bad as it was in the original XCOM, but it has the same sort of problem where there's just like there's a point where maybe you've done all the research and then you're just grinding out missions while you're waiting for something to happen that will allow you to move on to the next part of the story. (laughs) It's not as bad as it was in the original XCOM, though, where it's like everything, where you're training up your side soldiers, it's like, wait a month to see if they actually have side powers, and then you actually have to take them on missions to train up the side powers. (laughs) It's slightly less bad than that this time. Less grindy. Yeah. Actually, I I don't think I can it still be a grind if you play well. Then is what you mean, like, and there's some sort of time. Yeah, it's like if you if you if you've landline if you've exploited your resources. Hang on, hang on, we better let this bastard ring and really, yeah, stare disapprovingly at it. Yeah, definitely. Who is it? External call. 
Well, yeah. <laughs> no shit. Take the number from here. <laughs> Someone's calling from inside the house. Yeah, now I can cut this out with you because you can carry on your sentence in the right. Form. But you're not going to. No. Probably not. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I think in my game of XCOM, I don't think I actually had to grind at all. I well. I think that was just really sort of luck because it has basically... Well, it's not really a spoiler to say that there's the same thing where you get the Psy soldiers and you have to put them into training to find out whether they have Psy powers or not. Yeah. But coincidentally, the first person I put in had the best Psy... Psy like, the highest Psy level. And that that's basically what you need to progress. Okay, fair enough. And, and that was... And then it turned out that that was really lucky because I put basically all the rest of my soldiers in there and only, like, one other person had any Psy powers. And I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> So you're one dude. Yeah, it was basically my highest ranked person. So I think not coincidentally because it's to do with willpower or whatever. Right. So, so in the best scenario, it can actually work out quite nicely. But well, but go... then the trouble with that is that in the best scenario where that happened and I got like the guy straight away, that almost made it seem too fast. Mm. It was like progressing the story too quickly because I didn't have any period between finding the first psychic soldier and immediately being able to go to the thing that required the best psychic. I would say so you were a little bit screwed because the story was in front of the progression was in front of where you actually were I guess because you hadn't ground up your troops or well it's because <laughs> ground up <laughs> it's because I just found someone who was really good at psy- psychic I didn't have to like train up a shitter it was already my, like my highest ranked soldier and then I just went on like two missions and leveled up their psychic powers to maximum as well and that was all you needed to do whereas if it had been like a shitty rookie had been the one person in my base who was slightly trained. I would have needed to grind up their rank as well. Right, yeah. To actually make them better. So what do you think of the... Well, X, do, you, do you reckon XCOM is strong enough on its own for the revival of that genre? Like a turn-based... I don't think it's going to lead to a revival of the genre. I mean, it's good by itself. It's just like Civilization. It's not like that creates tons of spin-offs or anything. Well, I guess not. But Civ has stayed alive, I think, for a reason. Yeah. You know, XCOM theoretically could have stayed alive. Right, well, maybe maybe XCOM is tapping into the same people that play Civ, I don't know. Yeah, probably. But, probably Frax's times. Yeah, exactly. The one person who makes that kind of game. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I'm glad it exists, because it is... I, I really <laughs> liked what I saw, and I'm looking forward to playing it. Yeah. And, you know, I've got a copy now, so... And you've got Xbox controllers, that's always important. Is it better on the Xbox controller, do you think? I think probably. It's just more sort of... You've still got one of mine. Yeah, I was using it. Yeah. It's just sort of more... There's a a few... Well, they tried to fix various sort of view-shifting problems to do with, like, selecting the correct tile and stuff. Mm. But I think because of the way... Because of the way with the Xbox you're just, like, dragging a line out from your character to where you want to go, that makes it much more reliable than clicking on your character and then moving the mouse cursor to where you want to go want to go, and having to have the game detect where you're actually pointing. It's like, it's the trouble with multiple levels. I guess, yeah. Where you're pointing at a, where you want to go to the square that's on a ledge rather than the square that's below it but is still in line with it because of the isometric perspective and then the oh, cursor just freaks out and oh, stuff. Okay, I see your point. It's yeah. much easier just to drag out and get to the right place. Right. I'll try both. See what I prefer. Cool. And also... Is there consistency in, like, because that power selection was a bit weird as well because they changed what buttons... Well, that's what powers. Is that still messed up on the controller? Well, I mean, in the controller, you're just using the bumpers to go through them, so I guess you... Oh, I see, so you pick them, like, and then go button. Yeah. Okay. Rather than having a number key, so that's sort of... 
doesn't make it it's still randomly ordered, but I guess you're always having to... I guess it forces you to yeah. look at the list. You're always more. having to look at it yeah. to pay attention to what you've actually got selected. So that might actually work out better as well. Yeah. Thanks, Goldman. Have a game. Mm. Um, there's a good question with that, actually. I wonder if that's, like... Could that game have been done prior to now? Because I'm not sure it really needed, like, modern tech to make, if you know what I mean. Right. It's like... But it just seems surprisingly well-timed in the market. Like, or could it have flourished if it was released, like, last year or the year before? Sure. Don't see I think it probably could have. It probably could have. But, I mean, maybe... It's like the whole idea of the XCOM first-person shooter as well. Just sort of coming out around and building up towards that at the same time. Yeah, maybe. I wonder if that will get... Who's, who's in charge of that? No idea. Is it, is it, I hope it's not THQ. <laughs> I wonder if that'll ever come out. Yeah, that, exactly. that, that might have been axed. <laughs> yeah. And then everyone's like, it was just a, it was just a conspiracy. Just a they, ruse. they were just faking a, a first person shooter to make everyone pissed off so they liked the actual XCOM War. <laughs> it's a great idea, actually. Collusion. Collusion. <laughs> it's a great idea, actually. If that's how it actually plays out, okay. then kudos to them. There's E3 demos for that thing. You could make an E3 demo of a first person shooter and probably not that other difficult. Well, it could be like especially that. if it's Unreal Engine. <laughs> well, it could be like that. Um, um, do you remember for the marketing for Bulletstorm, they made that fake Call of Duty game, <laughs> Duty Calls or something. It was terrible, but it was intentionally terrible, and it was pretty, it was pretty funny. Yeah. It was a great marketing idea. Oh, I've been shot. <laughs> I'm going to stumble around for a bit. That was great. Uh, so yeah, XCOM, very worthy nominee. Um, I've also got Mass Effect Three, mm-hmm. but it is a great game. I think you know, in in general, it is a a great accomplishment. I think it'd be sad if it was a game of the way. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I find it hard to get past the DLC problem. Yeah, it's a I can problem. forgive the slightly crappy ending because, for what I've seen. It's not for me, it was fine. Even the un- even the unextended version doesn't seem that bad. The game really. as a whole, I think, it's good. Yeah. It's good. It's just not. It's just not as great as the previous one. No, I, it's, 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 the there's same. a sort of there's a story thing. I think there that you know perhaps perhaps it's the diamond problem. You know, all had to come back into yeah into some way new, and perhaps your your previous yeah. things do act in the storyline in the journey, don't they? They they can act quite heavily as to what happens in certain places. Um, but maybe it's because your actions didn't cause the payoff, if you know what I mean. That made made it feel kind of bad because it's like everyone sort of had the same experience at the end, mm. to an extent, you know. And it, or it was based on that number that wasn't really related to your personality of play, which is what the series was known for. Indeed, yes. um, player agency. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a good. It's the best that the game has been mechanically. Even if I did have some glitches with the constantly shepherd wanting to go left, but <laughs> after using powers, oh, fucking hell, I don't want. Don't, no, I don't, don't want to get out of cover, you bastard. Um, yeah, it's, I, I, I really, I like the world. I like the story, that kind of thing. I don't think it deserved the backlash that it got. No, it definitely didn't. Um, but. I would say XCOM's a better game. Sure. Than, yeah. You know, like, and that might be biased because it's a new IP, perhaps. 
new IP revival, you know, sure. not something we've seen for a very long time. Um, and it worked really well. Um, so my other, nom- I've got four more nominees here. Um, Guild Wars Two, yeah, because in actual fact that is a phenomenal game. We've we've criticised it for some of its flaws. So like, I'm not a massive fan of the jumping puzzles, but they do add something. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's, they're executed particularly well, but they're... It's like... It's, they're, it's, it's better that they're there than if they weren't. It's a nice reason to explore. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's surprising how much just adding jump adds to that game. Yeah. It's weird. Um, not that you ever use it apart from jumping puzzles. It's not like it's a combat mechanic, really. No, it doesn't really <laughs> have much of an effect. It's like a shame in a way. Well, I mean, there's maneuverability, I guess. Uh, like, you can jump... You could get out, get out of a fight, I suppose, if you jumped up certain ledges. But Or the classic jumping off cliffs technique. Yeah. <laughs> which I guess doesn't technically need a jump, but it doesn't need to allow you to fall, mm. which is sort of inherent to having yeah, a jumping. Yeah, a proper sort of restriction system as to where you can and can't go, rather than just arbitrary, you can't step off ledges type thing. Yeah. Or this this steep is made of a this this slope is made of a slightly different rock texture. You can't walk on that. Um that kind of thing. But the structure of the quests, the sort of... I think it gets weaker in the middle, as we've been discovering. Um, just because of it. That game thrives on player population. Well, And it, I feel that it was much better in the SRA starting area than it's been anywhere else that we've encountered. Did we really have that much of groups going around there, though? I don't know. I don't, well, then the events happened. They were fucking enormous. Well, the big ones, yeah, obviously. Yeah. So it's just even every event had tons of people doing them, like, towards the start, and that's just because there's loads of people there. Um, I think it's got less busy as we've gone through it. Um, and that doesn't... And I suppose that was, you know, nice to be expected, I guess, as the mechanics of the game. And also because but, we were, you know, we were starting late, I guess. Yeah, maybe. People have pushed through that area, and now now they have no need to actually be in those areas. Yeah. Like, and noobs are all in the starting areas because they then you know may give up on the game at that point because you know the time investment is quite large. And because it's so, like the leveling is just like you need the whole of the starting area just to get that first fifteen levels. But then you once you once it starts moving you into the other areas, yeah. you don't necessarily have to stick around in them. Mm. You can just mainline through them. I mean, because has- we did lots of exploration, which isn't you know yeah. I guess that you don't game, have to complete areas nearly as much. Yeah, I mean, I guess that game. One of the groundbreaking things about that game, I think, is the the your ability to basically do to progress through it kind of how you want, with the possible exception of the story bits. Yeah, um, you can you can level up if you wanted to. You could just go to PvP and um, you know just play that really. Yeah, you know, and you still level up from it. You know, you'll probably do it a lot slower than if you played through the main campaign, but you can do it. Um, and the fact that your character is tied to both worlds now is nice rather than having separate entities for the two. Although it's not exactly groundbreaking, but you know, it's, no. uh, it's nice that it's there. Um, as I say, I like the emergent events, you know, because it gets rid of the, the looking for group problem. Yeah. Except for obviously the areas where looking for groups is a good idea. Well, which the, they have the fight well. dungeons, you know, yeah, which, they have to do that, which they have as well. So, you know, best of both worlds. Um, it's, it's yeah, it's a fantastic game. I wish I still have my same problem MMO problems with some things. Like I wish there was a little more variation 
in the mission types that it can give you. And I kind of wish there were more of those big fuck-off bosses. Because <laughs> there hasn't been nearly as many of those as I would like. Well, we they, were, they were... They, they, to be honest, the ones we've come across, they're cool. But we haven't been... Like actively seeking them out, we haven't been sticking around in the zones to try. No, I'm not sure that. Well, the big boss fights we've had weren't that colossal. I guess there was the centaur man, who was basically just a tight, slightly bigger centaur. Yeah, and the, the multi-staged fight that that involved. Well, yeah, I mean that's what that's what the that sort of is like. The really huge bosses are not actually really that much harder than the. Small but champion grade bosses. Mm. It's just that they're big. <laughs> but it is the game that I've played more than anything else this year, and it's an MMO. Wow, yeah. But you didn't pay. It's not like monthly pay. That's the other thing. No, and oh, their pricing model is perfect for me as well. Yeah. So I'm willing to pay more upfront for a game that I will play longer, and or, and don't feel forced to play. Yeah. I'll play it because I want to play it, and Guild Wars Two succeeds. And yeah, and of course you know you can theoretically. Almost solo is. Well, yeah, you, know. you can solo most of it, and the events stuff, you know, the, the fact that they're doing, they're trying to keep regular events running now will keep it interesting Yeah, for people who are still in the world. It's, yeah, it's a phenomenal package. Really good. And it's enormous. Let's not forget that. It is enormous. Yeah. <coughs> oh, my fruit's starting to go again. Ugh. Um, Fez... I think is up there. Yeah. Just, yeah. It's a unique experience. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if it will happen again for a while. Probably not. If you know what I mean. There's nothing like it. Um, and won't be. For but, pro- yeah, probably won't be. And maybe that's, maybe it can't be done again for a while. Um, so it's, uh, uh, that has to be up there. It's hard to explain really. There's, it's, the feelings that that game gave you as you did things and discovered things and it was just nice to even the the, the supposedly mundane stuff about that game just traversing the world was nice yeah even if it was kind of archaic in its design in places it's like oh shit I've got to go through all these rooms a bit Metroid style to get to the bit we're interested in and oh shit there's a really annoying room on the route you know never really got you down because wow. he just likes the world. Except for some of the... Well, there's the room with the rotating trees and... Um, what was it? The, the ones where the, 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 the sort of timed puzzles were kind of annoying. But yeah. But there was a lot of shortcuts and teleports and stuff yeah. to help with that. And it'd be better if they were mapped. <laughs> well, especially the shortcuts. Yeah. The teleports made sense. It was like at the end of the branch, you just go back to the central point, and that was really helpful. Yeah. Yeah, but that's... That's oh, a hell of a game. You and there's no shame in not finishing it, but like finishing everything that game has to offer because that that shit gets fucked up <laughs> towards the end. Really hardcore stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's even it's, <laughs> it's just how deep that rabbit hole goes. It's amazing. There's even or there's stuff hidden in the music for fuck's sake in that game if you really want to get into it there's like some of the sounds in, in or some of the bits of tunes have hidden messages kind of like an ARG sort of thing mm. yeah that's what it reminds me of it's a bit ARG like in places yeah and the fact that the music's incredible as well it's uh, it's just the whole package for me loved yeah. it really loved it um, Halo 4 I really enjoyed a lot 
has to be said, and the multiplayer is personally my, I think it's my favourite it's ever been. I don't think it would ever have that same place in my heart as Halo 2 did, but that was because of circumstance. Yeah. But on a, for a gameplay and enjoyment level, like on its own, I think Halo 4 stands as possibly my favourite console multiplayer of all time. Um, well, Oh, multiplayer shooter, let's say, because, you know, Smash Brothers may win best console multiplayer of all time for me. But Surely Mario Tennis on the Instagram. Oh, Mario Tennis is pretty good. <laughs> my favourite. Anyway. I saw Mario Tennis on 3DS as a side note. It's yeah. the same game. <laughs> good news, everyone. Is it, though? Um, or is it more like the GameCube? It's more like the GameCube one, but you can turn that shit off. Um uh yeah, so Halo Four, you know, story thick stuff. I think will pull it down for being a winner for me because those are, as I said, we said earlier, those decisions just seem really dumb. Why would they do that? Mm. Like, why take this? Okay, <laughs> I suppose it avoids the problem in a way that you know maybe people don't want them fucking with the universe too much. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, what can you possibly do with the story? Let's not tell it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I've put Call of Duty up there as well. It's like, again, not something I expected um, to be, but just how much I've liked that game has surprised me. Maybe I should have put that in the surprise category, but... <laughs> didn't you? I, can't um, I didn't. I don't think it was as surprising as some of the other things. No. But it's a hell of a game. It's a really fun campaign. There's a couple, again, it's foibles with what it tries to do new in places. Like, the branching storyline is fantastic, but its strategy attempt is terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, really terrible. <laughs> um, and the multiplayer is great. Absolutely great. Not quite Halo great, but great. <laughs> it's a hard package to fault, really. Apart from perhaps zombie mode, which I just don't like, mm-hmm. really. I've tried. I tried to like it. I don't. But there must be something in it for people to... You know, that's why some people buy that game. It's for the zombie mode. Crazy people. As weird as it is to us. So, yeah. Those are my nominations. I want to know if you guys have got some more. Like, what's... I guess I'll add Far Cry 3. I mean, as probably the best game I've played this year, but I wouldn't have thought it would beat your your stuff. Well, don't you rave about Max Payne as well? I like Max Payne, but I don't think it's a game of the year contender. Is it because of the mechanics? Like, is it mechanically slightly odd? Or is it just because it's not Max Payne, really, in terms of how it... Maybe, yeah. I mean, the mechanics are good, but they're not... Yeah, they're not as Max Payne-y. Um, I definitely found myself behind cover going into bullet time to get headshots rather than like doing crazy John Woo Yeah, see, I want to do the dodging. Yeah. I want to so, jump about like a mad I didn't, fucker. That's I didn't, what that game I didn't do me. much of that. But uh, it didn't, I mean, I thought it was a really good game, but I wouldn't say it's a game of the year contender. Uh, whereas Far Cry is just, re- is just really, really fun. But uh, I worry again, like I said, that I just like it because it's all the stuff I like just shoved into one game. It definitely <laughs> has problems. Like, with the, you know. It, no, I just thought of something we should have mentioned a while back in the graphics aesthetic. Mark of the Ninja. Oh, right, yeah. Notable mention. I'm not sure. I'd still stand by our decision, but <laughs> notable mention. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So that'd probably be the... I would say it had more of a draw for me. Far Cry 3 has definitely tons more of a draw for me than Max Payne 3 did. Uh, so I'm enjoying that probably more. So I'd say it's a better game. Far Cry 3? probably the best game I've, game I've played this year, but I don't think it's probably not as good as 
Well, it's hard to say because it's so much fun, but it's probably not as good as XCOM or something like that. We might struggle with this one because you haven't had much exposure to... I think XCOM, Guild Wars, and Fairs are my top three. Yeah, I think what I would be happy with any one of those getting it. Well, well it but, depends what Zach... Because Zach's played all of those, right? Zach has played all three yeah, of those. So it depends what he, his favourite game I mean, of the year is. I might, really. I might, I I might be with you on the Far Cry comedy value, but well, it's I not, have not played if, it. If all you want is comedy value, you're probably better off with Just Cause 2. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not total comedy all the time. It's just a nice mix of gameplay in a nice open world. It's shit that I like. Mm. It might be one of those ones that, that I might enjoy, but you know, don't want to pay much for. You know? Yeah, that, that is. It, it does hinge on what Zach's favourite game is, I think, quite heavily. Like, what are you? Do, do you want to do XCOM versus Guild Wars, and then XCOM versus or Guild Wars yeah, well, versus? Well, 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 what's or, our comparators here? Because they're quite they're three very different games. Yeah, is there any need for Borderlands Two to be mentioned? I really, don't think so. <sighs> I don't think it's a contender. It's a great... I I mean, do you think it's better than any one of those three games? Fez, no, X-Con? not really. No, <laughs> okay. it's just not. It's probably up there, I think, because it's a solid package. Sure, but it's not, it's not a contender. But I, 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 I don't think I've played enough of it to really weigh in on that too much, but no. from what I've seen, it's still Borderlands, and Borderlands 1 was great. Yeah. So. Fez, XCOM... And Guild Wars 2. Hmm. Guild Wars 2 versus XCOM. Zach. This is the dumb part. Yeah, this is the dumb part. How do we compare two really disparate things? I mean, how many times have you played through XCOM? Twice. No, I didn't even finish not the even second twice. one. Not even twice. But that was, beca- that was because of the patch issue, where because of the various bugs, like the, the tanks that didn't spawn properly and all that, and when I got to the point where I could build the tanks, I was like, well, I know if I do this, it'll probably bug out. So I was waiting for the patch. Right, it was yeah. the classic... It was like... It was basically what Firaxis does, like with Civ, where it's like, I put it out. there's a load of patches that actually fix a lot of important things at some point. Yeah, but those have come, haven't they? Well, one of them has for XCOM. I don't. I don't actually know if they did a second patch. Like the tank stuff is. Yeah, the tank up, stuff got fixed, but what the it was the uh, the teleporting enemies bug was the one that didn't get fixed in that patch, which and was also kind of annoying. Didn't um, never actually managed to totally screw me over, but it, it very you know it's a dangerous thing to have go wrong. Just don't play an iron mode. Until they sort that. Basically. Well, yeah, that was what I did on the second. And, yeah, one. you were playing Iron Mode, right? <laughs> well, on the first. Yeah, I think I was. I, don't just, I, I think I quite like to play with the Iron Mode discipline through that, but just not put it in Iron Mode lest something fuck up. Yeah, exactly. But so yeah, that was why I stopped playing it basically because I was waiting for that patch, and yeah. then when it came, I was so it wasn't a reflection on how asked you were. No. But you, you know, just, you just so maybe that's a it's a bad point in itself. Yeah, it was that, that it had problems. Yeah, but uh, you know, a lot, as people were saying at the time, a lot of people didn't seem to run into the bugs nearly as much as some people. Yeah, which means I'll get all of them. Yeah, probably my machine does that. <laughs> it brings it out. Yeah, but at least you'll have the patches. So theoretically, you'll at least not have the tag bug. That's true. I'll research wherever the second one came out. Um, yeah, I should actually look at that again. I, I, well, I can at least say I didn't notice it updating on Steam, which is normally how you do. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, and what, or what happens on my machine if you've installed a game to my machine, but I'm not logged in? It will say it's updating and not download anything. Yeah. So, and I haven't had that on my list. Yeah. So, you know, even though if you've not, it's not down. Even it downloaded when you logged into my machine, <laughs> or so yeah. 
Yeah. But do you prefer Guild Wars? As a game? It gets its hooks in you, doesn't it, Guild Wars? Yeah. If you, I, I played a lot more of it than you. Did the numbers go up? Yeah, well, uh, that's always important. If they took both of them, if I deinstalled both from your system and said you could only have one back, which one would you have? Your Guild Wars is well, nice. Well, it's Guild Wars long-term. It's a long-term investment. The, prog- the progression is nice in Guild Wars as well. They've got that right, because it always feels like the same amount of time between levels, and maybe it is. You know what I mean? It's like there's always something to look forward to. Yeah. I don't know quite how that feeling stays with you when you reach 80. Well, we have ty- we have kind of topped out at, at where it matters now, because we've got, like, we basically had enough skill points to get what we want out of the skill trees. Yeah. So there's no really, it's not like leveling well, up, it doesn't matter anymore. It's still the really. trade stuff. But. <laughs> well, yeah, but we're almost done, you know, one, when you get the last tier of those, of the trade trees, it's, you're still only basically choosing one, aren't you? Mm. Well, because you only have enough points, you only have 70 points, so you could either have one of them to maximum and two of them to, to 20 or, mm. Two or, of them to maximum, one of them to ten. Yeah. So it's, it's still not even that much of a choice at that point. And by the time that happens, you already basically know what you're doing. You know if you're going precision or if you're going all-out damage or whatever. Yeah, I guess. You must have had a plan up to that point. Not that you can't change it. No, no. Because that's kind of just, the whole point of that trait tree being able to respec it whenever you want. It just costs quite a lot of money to do so, doesn't it? Not... That like much. buying, if we were to buy another master book, you don't have to buy the book again. Oh, you could just talk to the trainer and reset. Oh, you're just like, oh, okay, fair enough. It still costs some money, but not nearly no, as much. Not as much as the book. Oh, okay, cool. That's what I did with my second. Yeah, I'd rather not fuck that up. <laughs> but it, it, uh, it also depends on the class. Because like I, cause you're basically playing the same engineer I did, because it's yeah. the obvious route. Yeah, it is. Guns, you want, well, critical hits on precision, that seems pretty good. I can stay afar and do more damage. And yeah, you get and those specific bonuses on the precision tree that yeah. give you even more stuff on criticals, which is the whole point of the precision tree. It just seems to be self-enforcing. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. But yeah, with the assassin, I, I, when I looked at all the different trait options for the assassin trees, I didn't really see any that I particularly wanted, which made it a bit more of a difficult choice. Well, it's, it's like every facet of Guild Wars really is breaks the mold slightly. Even the crafting system is better, I think, than anything that's come before. Yeah. Although I mean, it's it's flawed in places because you hit the wall on occasion. Well, it, it's also a case of like. <laughs> Well, the the main problem with it is that a lot of the time you're not actually crafting anything you want. That's true. You never actually. Actually, that's a very. It's good like point. basically the whole it's, the whole point of the crafting tree is to get to level four hundred so you can make the elite items, which are the ones that actually matter. Yeah. The rest of it is always entirely irrelevant. Yeah, by the time by the time you get part of the food, tree. of course. Yeah, that, food food is a good tree. The jeweling has proved to be a good tree. Yeah, that more or less keeps up um, with you. Yeah, certainly the Huntsman weapons generating pr- Huntsman ones. has been useless. Yeah, the weapon generate. You always generate something that's just way crapper than stuff you've just found on the floor, which I've always found kind of weird. Yeah, you know, it's like, oh, this 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 slug has puked up an awesome gun. I can't make that shit. And then the other problem with it, of course, is that 
even though it's quite, it's the nice crafting system, it's not really got any, there's not really, really any options. I mean, you get the special crafting recipes that you can find at the karma vendors or whatever, mm. that you can make special, like, one-off items. But the chances of those being relevant to you and wanting to use them is <laughs> equally low. But the, all the rest of the time, it's just like, I'm going to make a bronze gun, and it's gonna ha- I'm going to make a copy of it with each of the individual inscriptions so I can learn the recipes and get maximum experience out of it. That's all that actually matters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can't <laughs> So, yeah. I don't know. That's fine. But it is another one of those different things about the old rules. Yeah. I'm struggling, really, because... I think I may have had the best moments of gaming for me in the year with Fez. Yeah. It's like, we had some shit with Fez, and I think we'd, like... <laughs> well, we had the patch shit. And I, I, <laughs> that was the big one. And you know what? This is becoming a bit of a theme, isn't it? It's like, every game on this list, there's been some shit with, about, really. Like, XCOM's bugs. Yeah. Guild Wars... Well, for me, has had some significant bugs at times. Yeah, but... I mean, you know, the the shit with the um, the last the Lost Shores event, where it just I couldn't get back in. But at least they gave me the shit. Crash. But I mean, at least, the, <laughs> yeah, at least they then kept good to their word. <laughs> and I got it again for some reason, yeah. which was a bonus. <laughs> you bastard. Um, and Fez, we hit the patch bug. Yeah, where they patched the game to fix some crashes, but we lost our save, which was quite irritating. Good old safe with Pepper if you know, it's always fun. Well, the thing is, was it was supposed, it was, you know, what was the quote? That it only affects 1% of people. people. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so, yeah, we were the one on that. Which naturally, you know, when whenever you're the one, you severely start to doubt that stat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but then again, we pretty much, because we knew everything, we just sort of caught up to where we were in an evening in like a few hours rather than having to do the several hours yeah several more hours it took us to get to that point before it'd be like if I ever got round to playing in Sadie Twisted Shadow Planet again because I'd got all the way all, basically all the way through the game before mm. it fucked up the save oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd already know you can, what to you do can blitz, and where to go let's throw it yeah <laughs> so I'm struggling I am to, to sort of decipher so I think XCOM is great yeah. But for me, the other two have a stronger feeling. And it's like, and I'm torn, torn between them because Guild Wars is the game I'm going to go back to. Yeah. But I think Fez, Fez was one off. Fez had more of an emotional response. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really torn. Hmm. Dan's not going to help you know that he's no. now returned. What's Egg's uh, opinion? <laughs> We're still talking about those three, but probably not XCOM. Yeah, I think we've. Ruled, oh, really? I think okay. we've ruled out XCOM. So it's because, Fez versus uh, Guild Wars. Because mm, XCOM is great, but it's essentially a modernisation of a game that's yeah, already been done. Yeah, I can done. see that. I was thinking um, that actually we should have put it on the. You know, the oh, HD the best remake. remake. <laughs> yeah, it's like Black Mesa versus XCOM. I think XCOM wins that one. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah. I don't think you could call it a remake as such. No, because kind of there's a lot of other stuff that fits in that category. No, it's, it's, it's call that a I think it's more of a sequel than a remake. Yeah, 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 I guess. If you're going to go down that route. So we're Fez versus Guild Wars. Fez versus Wars Guild Wars, yeah. Oh, God, that's hard. Yeah, tell me about it. I mean, the, the argument, I know you just disappeared for a second, if, if viewers didn't let your listeners. <laughs> okay. didn't People didn't notice that um, no one was talking. The argument we have is that I think Guild Wars breaks. <laughs> a lot of moulds in the MMO and pushes yeah. it in a direction that is that the MMO needs 
and that Rob likes that and, also helps I agree. And, it's, and it's a technically great game and it draws me in it has that draw you know I talk about the draw quite a lot and that has it um, I think it's just funny how how Guild Wars 2 has completely shown up uh, the old Republic <laughs> like it's totally possible just innovate don't just slavishly copy World of Warcraft and you can make an awesome MMO yeah just <laughs> idiots just come on just do something it's, cool it's and, really and, and, lo- and lo they did and, and they had, awesome and they had the whole Star Wars universe to work with <laughs> yeah and they totally that's, that's screwed the, it that's the worst thing about that game isn't it maybe yeah. that should have been oh that was last year I guess yeah, yeah. Well, it was this year it was a disaster yeah, yeah but... <laughs> worrying trend it went free but Guild Wars 2 it's just a great pricing model great innovation in the game great great story stuff even yeah I mean it's, it's like free. they've well, got a free to play model in there really haven't well, they for people who want more out of it they can put more money in yeah if they but if you don't the upfront price is reasonable and you don't what, really yeah. get very much by paying I mean because less stuff obviously yeah, yeah. It's, it's cosmetic and you do get, I, I mean theoretically the one thing that can the, you do cash for gold well yeah because it's, it's got gold. that two way trade system cash for gold but there, I mean there's the the only, the only real thing that I can think of that definitely cha- changes is buying the black line keys because mm. those boxes can contain like boosters and shit. Oh yeah, yeah. So that does actually give you a slight pay for advantage, but mm. not anything extreme. No, you can only use one of those at a time, and those boosters can occasionally be found through progression. Or you could just buy the boosters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess those are in the store as well. In-game money. Um. Yeah, um, the argument was is that Guild Wars 2 is a technically great game mm-hmm. and has the draw, but we think Fez may have caused the bigger emotional response. Yeah. Which in itself, you know, I will look back and fondly remember Fez for a very, very long time. Yeah. It, it was special. And maybe it's more special because of its design and because it can't really be repeated anytime soon. Yeah. It's hard to confess. I think. It's, it's a, another case it's of really scope, fucking, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a really it's, fucking tricky problem. Fez has it? such a narrow... It's brilliant, but it has such a narrow scope. And an MMO has such a massive, ridiculous scope. You know what and I mean? And it's executed so well in Guild yeah. Wars. And it's so hard to get right, MMOs. I think I want to give it to Guild Wars. Yeah, I'm yeah, kind of feeling Guild Wars too, but with honorable very, mention. very honourable mention. It's not been as easy this year as the last couple, I don't think. Because no. what was it, Mass Effect <laughs> Two and Portal Two? We basically kind of landed on. I we suppose. Had... I mean, I mean, for me, I, I like I've been, I've disagreed with ones in the past. To, to personally, like mm. I preferred Red Dead to Mass Effect Two. I think was that right? Uh, yeah, I guess uh, I was, and, and, and I suppose that may have been because I hadn't yet played it. You know, posthumously, we could probably posthumously we could really give Red Dead that one probably because it was damn good. Yeah, but Mass Portal Two, but that wasn't the yeah, same. That's year, the, was yeah, that's the, oh, yeah, that was the year. Year. Yeah. So that's okay. We agreed Portal on that. Portal Two's fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, and yeah, so we've decided anyway. Guild Wars yeah, 2 official so. Happy Salad Game of the Year 2012. Woo! And even I might get that, maybe. I don't know. Oh, man, that would be great if you did. <laughs> well, we'd have okay. to start well, new characters. Well, and, yeah, and we'd have to get him online, which is always seems yes. to be the trickier problem. It would be easier if I had Guild Wars 2. Would it? Yeah. Okay. So be more fused. You'd have to be. What was it, 70 hours in it? 
Yeah, um, I won't and we're not for a yeah. single character. That kind of stuff. Well, I'll see how I go. Anyway, so but I'm totally happy with that. That's uh, the good result. Yeah. I didn't I didn't see that coming actually, but it makes total sense. I think it's correct. That's yeah. <laughs> I think maybe why you, one of the reasons for not seeing it coming is like no one else has given that way. No, I haven't seen any other. Like Game of the Year list that even really mentioned it. It's one best MMO from a few places. Well, yeah, okay. In the MMO category, I expect it's a bit of a walkover. Well, I I guess. There's been a few entries. You know, Pandaria is nothing to be sniffed at, and there's been The Secret World, which was an interesting, but not very popular, as it turned out, um, MMO variant. The problem with Secret World was that it was, what it changed, it was good at. What it then fell back on, like The Old Republic was a bit samey samey yeah so there coolio yeah I guess in that category yeah <laughs> there is no other co- there's no contest there right okay that's our third annual uh, game yeah. of the year um, goatee's over thanks thanks for listening hope you enjoyed it um, Zach will probably do a write up maybe uh, <laughs> maybe giant bomb like I did uh, last year but, it's uh, pretty useful for us let alone content. anyone else Stay tuned to Happy Saturday for more podcasts, including more Far Cry, Far Cry 3, various... All those uh, other games. Oh, games. So, so much coming up. Hell yeah. Street Fighter Cross Tekken is coming up. Um, and a bunch, I finally played Legend of Grimrock. <laughs> and a bunch of video things on our Happy Saturday YouTube channel. Walking Dead, I'm going to play. It's and I'm going to start Salad playing Cast. Crisis as well. Is it called The Saladcast? Yes. The Saladcast is our YouTube, YouTube channel. channel. Several videos still waiting to go up on there. Indeed. Cool. Thanks for joining us. I will catch you next time. Peace out, yo. Peace out. Keep saying bye until I bye. 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 Bye.